Western. Peace and love, Howard. Sirius XM. Hey! Ow! Mm, what a morning already. I don't know. It, it will not be a great show today because uh, I'm very tired. I got up at 3 in the morning, and I don't know. And I went to bed late, too. I don't know what's going on. But it's one of those days where I'm just like, this is crazy. Didn't get any sleep. And I'm one of those assholes that if I don't get any sleep, I'm convinced the day is going to be horrible. There's no powering through it. There's no, uh, don't worry about it. Never happens. So, unfortunately, I won't be my usual upbeat, positive self. I might be very negative today, which will, uh, of course, be horrible. Usually, my words of inspiration inspire a lot of people. They get excited. Zippy, my, oh, my, what a wonderful day. day. Plenty of sunshine coming my way. Zippity, doo, doo, zippity, my, oh, okay. As you, as I was saying, Robin, I will not be my usual upbeat self because, oh. yeah, because I did not get a lot of sleep. That's all. That's all I'm oh, saying. Oh dear, I was relying on you because I didn't get a lot of sleep either. <laughs> there you go. Well, it's going to be a miserable show. You know, uh, I, I I couldn't sleep, so I got up and I was reading the uh, New York Times on my Kindle. Boy, I love that. I love reading it on the Kindle. Why the Kindle? I'm, because you can stretch the letters because I'm letters? old. Yeah. Okay. You can't see anything. Yeah. So I can blow it up. Like each each word is one page. <laughs> it's such a joy. Oh boy. Yeah. So uh yeah, I enjoy that. And and I was reading about some girl who I you know, it's really weird. You get older and you're out of it. There's um a girl on YouTube who started her own channel when she was young. I think her name is Emma Chamberlain, I want to say. I could be wrong. But uh, I just read about her and I was looking her up. And I guess what she did was she went on YouTube and as a kid, she would, you know, post her life with her thoughts or, you know, her her routine drinking coffee and you know you know people are interested in this kind just of thing i get it things it wasn't uh yeah. earth shattering kind of thing no no and uh she's saying it's turned into she's a very wealthy woman now now she's a couple of years older she made a lot of money off the thing she started her own coffee company and people buy the coffee and so it's a, it's a very big successful enterprise uh-huh. and then she just got a deal with spotify and she got a deal with Emma Chamberlain. Did I say that? Yeah. Emma Chamberlain. I think you said Chamberlain. I don't remember. What I don't remember. Yeah. Um, Emma Chamberlain. So, so, a uh, cute girl, too. And she's even been on like the Jimmy Fallon Tonight Show. And, you know, she's, she's in a recognized name. And so I was reading about her and she says, I, I don't think I want to do it anymore. I want to cut back in some way because. I've put my whole life on there and it's weird. And what she's complaining about is she feels at any point, if she says the wrong thing, does the wrong thing, in any way makes a mistake, she gets all this hate on the internet or the whole thing could blow up or she could say something that people wouldn't understand. And she said she's even afraid of her like private thoughts if she puts them on there. 
what happens if she says the wrong thing or someone takes it the wrong way or somebody makes up a story about her? How is her life going to get ruined? Right. So uh, she's in, and she's got 12 million YouTube followers, which is quite amazing if you think about it. I mean, what an amazing amount of people to follow you drinking coffee and, you know, going out and hanging out. I don't know. But no, that's amazing. I mean, it, that you can attract that many people. And you don't sing or dance or, you know, do some of that stuff. Right. Hmm. Anyway, um, so she's thinking of giving it all up. And I kind of understood it. It is weird. Like when I started this radio show, when I started my radio career, there was no such thing as the Internet. So you didn't get the level of I got hate. Don't get me wrong. You would get newspaper journalists writing about what an asshole you were. Or maybe someone writing a letter to the editor or someone sending me hate mail or weird shit. Oh, it was you know, much that. worse. They would also uh, complain to the FCC. And well, yeah. then that would cause all kinds of trouble. But uh, if I had a deal with um, the everybody has a say on the Internet, I don't know. That, and that everybody just, votes on whether you were right in what you said or wrong yeah. in what you said. So this was the quote she gave to the newspaper. I feel powerless about my own identity at times because I feel like it's in the control of the public. Sometimes it can feel like I don't I don't even have a voice. I do, but are people listening to me or do they just have an idea of who I am and blah, 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 blah. But um, if this is the part that got me. This feeling of out of control, like not not understanding her identity has caused psychological harm. Mm -hmm. It caused severe perfectionism. Everything I do, I must be perfect. I must treat everyone perfectly. I must show up to everything on time. Yeah, these kids on the Internet now, no matter what they say, it's it's completely gone over by 12 million people. And they sit there and they go, wow, you sound sexist, racist. Uh, you sound like a fuckhead. You sound like you're uh, you're not being sincere. You sound. It's a constant voting every three seconds on a personality. So I kind of understood what she was saying. I mean, it's kind of nutty. Oh, I understand it perfectly. I don't understand how so many people want to do it. It It's such an invasion when well, you're putting everything that you do online for people's entertainment. Yeah. You're basically asking them to comment on your right. entire life. Yeah, and well, you are. You, you know, the younger you are, the less understanding you have about the impact of people critiquing you constantly. Yeah. Well, she says she's maybe had enough, but she's also got this coffee company and a uh, deal with Spotify, like I said. So, you know, she's, she's not really not quitting. <laughs> no, not, not when you're that successful. Speaking well, of Spotify, you know, I, was, I was. What? No, go ahead. I was just going to say that I just heard that uh, uh, the Gomez girl, what's her first name? Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez. She has the most followers on something of anybody. I don't remember which platform wow. it was, but it's like 350 million, like the entire population of this country. Wow. She has that as followers uh, uh, eclipsing the uh, woman who is the Kardashian who does the makeup. Wow. And uh, Chloe. No, she's not Chloe. I forget which. She's the uh, she's one of the Jenner girls. But anyway, um, 
Selena, you know, the last time she had that title was just before she announced that she was taking a break from social media. So she took her break from social media. Other people got to be number one. Then she came back to social media a couple of years ago. Now she's number one. And she's just decided she's going to take a break from social media again. What uh, does she do on there? I mean, maybe I should follow her. I mean, but you must be doing something mind-blowing. She gives you her life, too. You know, she'll tell you what she's thinking. She'll share with you, you know, her uh, personal feelings about, you know, whatever way her relationships are going, what she's going to wear to a... To a opening. award show or yeah. an opening, you know, well, all the stuff. And I know I. Uh, it's weird too how they like take a break from it <clears throat> and then come back to it. I don't know, you know, who gives a fuck anyway? I mean, I'm taking a vacation yeah, from I, texting you my life. <laughs> it's kind of cool because in radio, I couldn't take a vacation when I was doing, you know, <laughs> terrestrial radio. You had to be there every day. Like that, they, that's what's cool about these social media kids. They can do it whenever they want. Um, it's pretty wild, but, um, but 350 million followers, it's much like she could, you know, she could actually put together an army, go attack people, you know, with, yeah, with that no. kind of following. Who knows what she could do? I mean, she's probably one of the most, Selena Gomez, who I'm not really that aware of. I mean, she's probably one of the most important people on the planet if she has 381 million followers on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, she should be invited I mean, to some of those peace talks and so forth because she could sway people. I, uh, you know, I've been bragging for years that like, you know, we had like 21 million listeners on terrestrial radio. And I'm like, gee, I mean, I was like, and that was considered the biggest ever, biggest audience ever. Because we had syndication and then like stuff like stats, like we had um, one out of every four cars on the Long Island Expressway listening to us. But Selena Gomez laughs at me. She's like, you idiot. <laughs> uh, that's nothing. I've got the entire United States. Listening 20 to million people she wouldn't get out of bed for it. <laughs> like she could just get everyone to move to uh, like Canada and rename it Gomez land and make it her own country. <laughs> I mean, she's she's an important person. Yeah, it's amazing. You don't want to get on her bad side, maybe. Hell no. Fuck. Watch what I say. <laughs> um, I was talking. I just said Spotify had this weird thing going on. I read about. And I was curious to hear it, but I I, uh, I couldn't get it for some reason. But they created an art artificial intelligent DJ. In other words, they don't use disc jockeys at Spotify, so they develop and some sort of software. They're using the AI software to create a DJ. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting idea, and I wanted to listen to it over the weekend. What they did was they sampled a voice. This is sad. They didn't even use like a real professional DJ. Shows you. They just took <laughs> some employee at Spotify, guy, regular guy, you know, doing a job there. And they sampled all of his, you know, mannerisms and voice and all that shit right into this computer. And now he's the voice of the artificially intelligent disc jockey. And, uh, you know, it's weird. I was thinking about it. What do I think about that? What do I think about the the Spotify DJ artificially intelligent created? Because I am a disc jockey. That's how I got started. But I listened to it. The guys pulled some clips of them. 
And he's annoying as fuck. I mean, <laughs> but then he's not no more annoying than real DJs, I guess. I mean, listen to him. Hey, Max, what's going on? I'm X. And from this moment on, I'm going to be your own personal AI DJ on Spotify. Let's go. Up next, I know you've been on a summer song kick lately. So I went back for some of your old summertime favorites. See if it warms you up. Next up, some of the music you had on a lot back in 2018. Walking out there. All right, Max, let's get you out of your feels and switch up the vibe. You've been into dance music lately. I got this brand new release to get you moving. Introducing DJ, the best of Spotify. It's like it's annoying, but then again, I was like, I was wondering how DJs were feeling about it. So we went to Jose and Madison, uh, who work here at Sirius. I wanted to get their take on it. Uh-huh. It sounds like everyone's... Uh, you know, everyone's upset about it in this business. Hey now, Howard, what's up? It's Jose Metal Ambassador Mangy from Octane and Liquid Metal. And AI don't got shit on us. There's a soul beneath the Sirius XM machine. You know this, Howard. The real human connection. And especially these last few years, we were there for each other. I mean, I do agree with him. I mean, you know, we're working on a bit now. I don't want to say what it is. It's going to be really mind-blowing and funny. But there is, I mean, I call me old-fashioned, and I'm excited about AI. Don't get me wrong. I think there's so many cool applications. But um, I don't know. The idea, like, like you talk about my favorite thing on Sirius XM is when, um, what the hell's his name from uh, Rage Tom Against Morello. the Machine? Tom Morello. When Tom Morello goes on lithium, the radio channel Lithium here on Sirius, and he talks about music and plays his favorites. It's my favorite thing to listen to. The AI DJ, you know, what is his experience? But, you know, I'm sure they're going to improve it. I'm sure it's going to get better and better with time. I mean, what I'm hoping for with artificial intelligence is that I could, like, talk to my TV set and say, look, man, can you put on the SAG Awards or can you put on the Academy Awards? Can you put on, um, you know, uh, This Is Us? Or uh, would you record? Like, I don't want to have to sit there and program shit. I just want to talk to my TV and have it interact with me. I think we're close to that. that. That's all you want from AI? Well, no, I mean, I want other things, too. I like the idea that you can go on AI and it can help you write a thank you note or it can help you write a speech. I think that's cool. And I think that that's useful. I just can't imagine, I mean, what what could replace Tom Morello's experience as a guitar player? I mean, the man sat Nothing. in a room with other musicians. AI would not have had that experience right. to draw from. But I was reading also something this weekend about AI, and they were talking about how one day there won't be a person writing scripts for movies. Well, they, they did that. Well, they, they did, did that. that with the little thing they can have now. But one day, yeah. that'll be the norm. You'll, even if you're a writer, you'll just talk to the computer about your ideas. And then, you know, the computer will yeah. start making up words and you can tweak it. And, you know, it'll be sort of interactive. You're not really writing everything and it's thinking up, you know, what word would be here or, you know, would be a suggestion for a word here or there. And uh, and then the editing would also be done by AI. So then you'd flip over to the editing and the AI would edit it for you. And that includes the visual. 
So you wouldn't any longer sit in an editing room. You just turn it over to editing software. And that concerns me because I know as someone who has written a lot of stuff, whether it be books or, um, you know, radio shows for the whole, my whole life, there's something about sitting there and struggling to get out the words. It leads you to other thoughts. Yeah. So if you get, it can get, it's like a muscle. If you don't constantly, if you're not constantly thinking about what am I going to do on the radio? What am I going to say? What am I going to do? If the AI starts taking a lot of that over for you, you get lazy and you don't develop that muscle. But who the hell knows? Suggestion was, okay, you have this idea and you give it to the AI and you say, write it in the, the style of Martin Scorsese. Right. But that's pretty cool. Like I, we played the other day that Seinfeld script that the AI developed, and I got to say, some of the jokes weren't too bad for you know. <laughs> you don't forget where you enjoyed uh, it. <laughs> I was kind of into it, and and you know what? It's in the early stages. Yes, um, I mean it's so, going to get a lot better. Yeah, but then you have the whole you know on the other side of it is the whole thing of identity theft and intellectual property theft I, I you know i don't even know where this could go well it, it goes crazy places we um we've been screwing around with it and um we we the, there's a thing called chat gpt that a lot of people know about where you can write questions and you can it can help you write different things so we wrote hey can you write a little something as ronnie um, Ronnie Mund. In the style of Ronnie? <laughs> In the style of Ronnie Mund. And the, the chat GPT gave us a content warning saying that basically Ronnie's a slob and a raunchy guy. <laughs> and, um, you know, his language is offensive and all this other shit. And then we put in Hitler to write something like Hitler and it didn't give us a warning at all. So Ronnie, right. uh, the, the chat GPT thought Ronnie was way worse than Hitler. Uh, I thought that was kind of funny. Anyway, let me get back to this. This is Jose. And Madison talking yeah, about their Howard, feelings. What's up? It's Jose Metal Ambassador Mangy from Octane and Liquid Metal. And AI don't got shit on us. There's a soul beneath the Sirius XM machine. You know this, Howard. The real human connection. And especially these last few years, we were there for each other. Pandemics, riots, deaths, and more. We've also celebrated awesome victories together in our genre and in life itself. We, as hosts, have the power to uplift through positive energy and the passion and the authenticity yeah blah 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 pack your bags jose we just replaced you with a computer uh yeah what are people gonna do when they can't be djs yeah i mean have to get a real job (laughs) um we asked chat gpt to write out Something a disc jockey who is angry about artificially intelligent DJs might say. And I got to say, it was pretty brilliant. The statement was really good. Here it is. Are you kidding me? Where's the passion, the energy, the soul? I've spent years perfecting my craft, reading crowds, mixing tracks, and now I'm supposed to step aside for some computer program that can't even feel the music? This is a complete insult to the art form and a disgrace to real DJs everywhere. Give me a break. Yeah, I mean, wow. that was he, written he by a computer. that, whoever that is. Yeah, here's Booker from uh, California. 
Figured we'd call him and see if he's all worked up about AI it. disc jockeys. I'm sure management will find a way to fire them as well. I think you need the personal human touch, the real person that can, with heart, tell a story about the artist or genuinely love an artist. And can you get somebody that sounds like me? I'm sure you can. I don't know why you'd want to, but I don't think you're going to get the uh, nuance. I think that's what the listener hopefully picks up on. Well, uh, we'll see what happens. Let's, um, let's, uh, oh, excuse me. Hey, everybody, it's uh, Jennifer Witt. She runs this company. She's uh-huh. the CEO and, uh, and, uh, had. Don't get comfortable, Stern. I hear you talking about AI over there. And I got an AI robot who watches babysitter porn and complains about his mother, too. <laughs> but listen to me, I'm being serious, Mr. Stern. With the new AI, you and Quivers better be working as hard as possible. I'm not playing around, you hear me? I hear you, and believe me, I know okay. you You mean business. I've seen you. I mean, you, you say it, and I, I... No, you say it. I see you really, uh, you really mean everything you say. Listen to me. You know how much money I can save with AI? I can buy six hot tubs. I'm not joking around. AI DJs, they don't whine about not sleeping, Stern. I sleep two hours a night, and I've never felt better. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. You know what? You know what else they won't need? I was just thinking uh, this for her. You know, they won't need a kitchen. They won't need beverages. They won't be complaining about the executive kitchen's refrigerator. Hey, Lee, you're on the air in uh, New York. What's up? Good morning. Good morning. I just had to call because when you started talking about that Chamberlain woman being scared, I'm I'm a school teacher, and I'm driving to school every day trembling these days, scared to go yeah. into the building, scared of what, not just active shooters, also scared about what I say and, and being accused yeah. of saying the wrong thing, being a racist. You're so right, Lee. You know, it's it. There's a paranoia in our country right now, where um, and listen, you know, there's so many jerks. I can't tell. You, my wife is an animal rescue. I can't tell you the amount of jerks she encounters, and she's doing something nice. Like she's like, it's weird. We're dealing yep. with so many stupid motherfuckers in this uh, <laughs> segment of uh, society with these animals and the way they treat them. But you're, you're right. right. I Everything her. is I... so. Yeah, and Lee, you're absolutely right. The the, the the teacher who goes to school, and you know, of course, there are. I mean, I've had teachers who are complete idiots, and they deserve mm-hmm. to be fired, and they say really dumb shit. But there's also like any little thing. Like if I was a teacher going to school, I'd be afraid one of these little fuckers will make up a story about me or said something, and the next thing you know, your whole career is over, and you spent. Four years in college, probably getting a post-college uh, degree. It's uh, it's really well, weird. Well, that's the thing. With this I, new I, AI, I, you would not be able to tell if the real person said something or the right, yeah, fake AI person thing. said something. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, but, students uh, have hacked teachers' social media and just put fake uh, fake stuff on there. Just yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's scary. I'm scared. I'm trembling. I'm pulling into the parking lot right now, and I'm scared to go in. Thirty-one. Yeah, years. the scary, the scariest thing in the world is the active uh, shooter situation mm-hmm. now going on at all these schools. For the life of me, and I know this isn't the the solution for a lot of people, but for the life of me, with the budgets most of these school systems have, and with the amount of money we have in this country, 
And I'm not saying it's going to catch every active shooter or anything. But for Christ's sakes, metal detectors at the schools would be a big fucking boost. I had them where I went to school. You uh, did? I went to a, yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah, we. I went to a, yeah, well, p- teachers were getting knifed. And, uh, you know, it, I went to a really bad school. And I know that they had some sort of, they tried to start some sort of program. They barbed wire. It, it, the school I went to was like a prison. And, and uh, you know, it's it's a crazy thing. But as a stopgap or to give some semblance of safety, a, 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 a certainly everyone going through the same doors in the morning, even though it might take time, mm-hmm. just at least go through a metal detector. And I know it's not the if someone's determined they can get through it and get by. But it is a level of deterrent. For Christ's sake, let's try that. Um, yeah. They're not going to be able to pass gun legislation. Uh, it's a tricky question. I know I'm a gun owner. I um, I, I believe that people need to protect themselves. Uh, I'm I'm 100 uh, percent uh, down with that. So in the meantime, if we can't get that sorted out, and we can't get uh, you know, I don't know why politicians can't agree that basic background checks and things like that uh, would be a real boost. But uh, in the meantime, some sort of fucking, I don't know, guard with a metal detector. Give me a break. Just walk through it like at the airport. Right. Uh, I mean, I know yeah, it'll I be know. a it'll be a big fucking inconvenience because, you know, at the airport, you got a paper clip in your pocket <laughs> and you. Uh, but I don't know. That technology could be improved too. fuck AI. What about where they remember in um, what was the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger where you walked through the airport and they could scan your whole body? It was oh. like an X-ray machine. Wasn't that one the of those. one where he went to Mars or something? Total Recall. Yes. Total Recall. Right. Yeah. Yes. Great movie, by the way. Uh, a six year old last uh, I guess last month shot a teacher in Virginia with his mother's gun. I mean, yep. some crazy shit going down. So, Lee, I feel for you. Teachers. Oh, man, it is. A Everybody's tough becoming a target. You know, it's just yeah. like whatever you do, uh, somehow now you're going to be a target of something. Yeah, we got a, a letter from the Nassau County Police saying there was a day of hate a couple of days ago and that we should that was be Saturday. made aware. Yeah. Yeah. The day of hate was, uh, was uh, a whole thing about Jews. You know, oh. that whole, you know, that was a whole nother. This is thing. so ridiculous. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I wish it was true about the Jews. I wish somebody would uh, invite me into that club where we control the world. That'd be cool. That but, would be uh, cool. I'm a Jew, Howard, but I have to go to work every day, and I can't yeah. afford to travel. Nobody gave you anything. Vacation. You're no, not by in the way, of the media? I'm shocked. <laughs> uh, full disclosure, and i got to be honest, uh, uh, Fred celebrated that day, of the day of hate. Uh, uh, did he? Did he? Yes. Was he one of the big celebrators? <laughs> Yes, he had a fabulous party over at his house. Uh, of course, I wasn't invited. Balloons. I wasn't okay. invited Balloons. either. You don't have to feel. I don't know what that says, but um, listen, I got Fred. I'll tell you this: Jews don't run the world. Selena Gomez does. It turns out, <laughs> apparently so. <laughs> yeah. All right, Lee. Good luck in Thank school you today. So much, Howard. Love you. Thank you. Love you. you got, uh, bring that bear spray with you. I always laugh. I have friends who, uh, they go, you know, I carry bear spray to protect myself. I go, here's what's going to happen with your bear spray. Because bear spray is fucking intense. If you ever uh, have been um, the victim of bear spray, 
You can't breathe. You choke. Your eyes water. But here's what 90% of people do who um, who carry bear spray. They spray themselves. Yes, I was going to say, they don't have the nozzle pointed the right way. And think about this. Some asshole with a knife comes at you and you say, well, let me reach into my pocket to get my bear spray. Now, your hands are shaking. You're, you're in an amped up situation. You pull the thing out. You pull the cap off quickly and you spray yourself in the face and then <laughs> you're done. So... Uh, you know, even bear spray would require practicing every day like a martial art and practicing and practicing and practicing, pulling that spray out and spraying it in the direction of your attacker. And, and maybe a better design that you can only spray it one way. You know, there, therefore you've got, you know, a hundred percent chance, you know, cause it feels a certain way if you're holding it right. Like it's, yeah. What do they call that? Ergonomic. Right. Ergonomic uh, bear spray. <laughs> I like it. You're right. Uh, but, uh, you know, a lot of people are walking around carrying shit that they think is going to save them, and it isn't. Uh, a knife attacker, for example, can move faster sometimes than anything. There, If a knife attacker is about 10 feet away from you, pulls out a knife, he'll be on you in, I think it's under, even if he's a big, slow dude, he'll be on you in under six seconds. Six seconds. How are you going to pull out your bear spray in under six seconds? You're caught <laughs> off guard. Where is my bear spray? If I was yes. trying Excuse to find me. bear spray in my purse. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, I'm getting my bear spray. Can you hold on a minute? <laughs> That's right. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bear spray will help you if you see some bear coming at you from a mile away. <laughs> you might, it might work. Bear spray. Uh, and if the wind is blowing, you, you're oh, really fucked. Yeah. yeah. Bear spray is really bad stuff. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that's, uh, the word on artificial intelligence. I do, I have to tell you something. You know, Robin called me over the weekend and she told me that she was really upset that the song I made uh, by, with my new band, Tuchus, uh, is, uh, so catchy that she woke up singing it. <laughs> Smell my tuchus. The, the hit song that I put out. Uh, she's like, I can't take it. I'm, I smell my tuchus. But I was reading some of the fan mail and, uh, it, it, I gotta read you some of the letters about smell my yeah. tuchus. Maybe I finally hit into something. Maybe they just took it away from me. Can you put my smell my tuchus? You just <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, no. Yes, it's very catchy, Robin. You are right. Uh, John Lieberman. Now, this is why I got excited uh. about this. John Lieberman, our own John Lieberman, sat down with uh, singer, songwriter, music producer, Butch Walker on his show, A Hard Look, and played him Smell My Tuchus. 
And Butch said, get ready, Robin. Hold on to your seat. My band remind him of Alice in Chains. Really? And this guy knows. I'm telling you I'm on to something here. Finally, listen to Butch. Okay, is it took us a butthole? Is that what that is? That is. I mean, it sounds really good. As a producer, I'm like, well, that's pretty That's pretty damn good. Um, I mean, if I didn't listen to the lyrics, I would think it was an Alice in Chains song right when I heard it. Uh, the guitar tones are good. He sings well. I didn't know he could sing. Exactly. Most of the world does not know I can sing. Robin, I know this is killing you. You, you can't accept it, but <laughs> I can sing. I am a star. My musical career is taking off. In fact, I have big news. I'm getting in the studio with Tuchis this week to record my new song, Metamucil Man. Oh, my. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I bet I, I'm telling you, and Butch can smell a hit. And he knows that uh, he's a he's a superstar, that guy. So uh, later on, you'll see. You know, it's interesting because the more I listen to it, the more I do appreciate the the music and finding things in the music, I was like, yeah. oh, my God, this is awful. I'm falling I, in love with this song. I know. Well, you know, a lot of people said it was cruel of me to kick Fred out of the band, but I believe I did the right thing. <laughs> Fred, I'm sorry. I mean, what can I tell you? Maybe you... uh Maybe you'll have I'm not exactly sure how kicking me out made it possible, made it better. We needed new energy. Uh, the, you were bringing everyone oh, okay. down. I think that's, that's okay. what it was. That's it. Well, when uh, people hear my song with Robin, <laughs> I think things will change. I so listen. There you go. If you or maybe Robin song. has had second thoughts about that song, no, no, and maybe no, that's no, why no. she's she's no, going no, to the no. Tuchus camp. This morning. If you uh, listen to me, we just have our work cut out for us. That's what I'm saying. Oh, no, we do. We definitely do. Well, listen, and I Fred. do not have the superb musicianship of, uh, you know, Richard Christie or uh, Steve Nowicki or <laughs> well, the charismatic lead singer of uh, uh, Howard Stern. <laughs> but I think we'll do okay. Well, right. listen, the I'll work tell you will this. speak for itself. If you have a hit song with Robin, then I am firing you because I put in <laughs> years and years with you. <laughs> well, I won't need you then. Uh, you know what we'll this reminds me tour, of? Right? <laughs> this reminds me when the Beatles and the Stones were competing with each other. That's how yes. it goes. Yes. yes. Uh, let's go to Paul. Paul, you're on the air in New York. Hey, Howard. I, hey, Fred. How about Fred? Mm. And, uh, hey, Robin. Yeah, good to hear from you, and thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it greatly. Um, I just wanted to comment on... Uh, you had listen, listen, uh, Paul, uh, I, this is a warning to my other fans. You don't need all this preamble with the good mornings, and I just want to comment. Just go right to your comment. Paul, you're on the you air. Got go it. ahead. Okay. You got it. Thank you. Thank right. you. Thank you. Thank you. You, you had spoken about uh, gun control and just safety within schools just briefly a while ago. And, uh, you know, I, I find it interesting that, you know, the same legislators or lawmakers that prevent, you know, books about diversity, um, they want to strip the schools of that, but yet they want to tell people how and what they can do, um, you know, with, with guns. Um, especially as me, myself being a gun owner and teacher, um, I, you know, a background check is so simple, but they'd rather let, you know, people have, uh, you know, strip AP African American studies, 
um, books about uh, All right, diversity. Paul, thank you. I got it, and uh, be safe. Thank you. All right, enough with him. Not enough of him. He basically just said everything I said. <laughs> I told you I'm in a grumpy mood. Um, I am. Yeah, if you go to AI, Howard Stern, uh, he's always Is he in a, in a better mood. mood? <laughs> he's always in a good mood. He didn't oh, need sleep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, uh, as long as I'm talking about uh, fan feedback, let me just uh, take care of a little business here. People wrote in about Pink. They really enjoyed her performance. Uh, she uh, did multiple songs. Howard, such an amazing conversation. Oh, hey. This is from Jimmy Jam, the legendary R&B oh, music producer. Okay. An amazing conversation between two artists at the top of their games. I guess he's referring to uh, the fact that I'm the lead singer of Tuchus, the two artists. <laughs> yes. He must have heard your music, yes. Film actress Tabitha Stevens also weighed in. As you know, uh, she does porno, and we, we love Tabitha. <laughs> what a strong, beautiful, and talented woman Pink is. Great interview once again. It's funny when I got that uh, email. I said, "Let me go look on uh, Instagram, see what Tabitha Stevens is doing." I mean, we you took seen a her look. <laughs> she looks good. She uh, she she hasn't gained a pound. I, how old I don't is she? know how she does it. Yeah, pretty amazing. Tabitha, give up your secrets. A lot of people enjoyed the conversation. Uh, if you didn't already worship this amazing woman, you got to listen to the Pink interview. For a kick-ass, honest conversation and her killer performance. Yes, the performances were killer. Um, it was a lot of fun, too. You should go on the app and watch it. It's kind of fun to watch her sing those songs. Uh, thank you, Pink. Had me in tears when she sang everything. When she sang, everything about her moves me. I wish I could see her tour with Brandy Carlisle. I love the sound of her new single. Please add that to Saturday Soundtracks on Howard 101. Yes, that was good. Trustful. <laughs> Pink's rendition of Perfect gave me chills. Really enjoyed the interview. She's the most authentic performer in the business. Made a wrong turn once or twice. Dug my way out, but I'm fine. Bad decisions, that's all right. Sounds good. Welcome to my silly Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Howard Pink's opening vocal on What About Us brought me to tears. The way she can tap into such an emotional place is unreal. Yeah. This might be my favorite musical interview you've ever done. Oh, isn't that nice? Okay, there you go. we can see in the dark. Pointing up at the stars 
Very beautiful song. One fan said uh, Pink's performance of this song reminded them of Robin's version. Pink is great, but she's got nothing on Miss Robin, Ophelia Quivers. Did I mangle this song, too? Lest we forget the time Robin also sang What About Us. I argue that one of those occasions where the cover is better than the original. So congratulations to you, Robin. Many people saying your cover of Pink's song was actually better, and uh, we celebrate that. What about all the times you said you had the answer? Yes. What about Beautiful. us? Like an angel. What about all the broken happy ever after? Oh, yes. yes. What about us? What about all the plans that ended in disaster? It's building. I feel the build yes. coming. Yes. Yeah, the emotional what about part is love? Nice. What about trust? What about us? Here it comes. How dare you cut that off? It ended. (laughs) I I just want to say two words, range and emotion. And that's where you you shine, Robin. You've had a lot of life experience and it comes through in your music. I am looking forward to your collaboration with Fred. Uh, Lenny Dykstra. Yeah, I played clips of former Mets star Lenny Dykstra. I tried to show you what a rock star lifestyle Lenny leads. Yes, very few people are leading that lifestyle anymore. Most of them are dead. Uh, they couldn't <laughs> keep up. Some people think Lenny Dykstra should be admired. Howard, I just love listening to those Lenny Dykstra clips from his uh, eventful weekend getaway in the hotel. Lenny missed the boat, but sounded like a wild ride. Lenny is the man. Lenny was hilarious. Calling your penis PC is was a criminally underrated part of the whole segment. Only Lenny would come up with some wacko nickname for that, for his cock. Yes, uh, you know, people admire, and then other fans think... Um, Lenny should not be held in high regard, Robin. You, uh, Lenny is so Lenny is gross. I had to change the channel to Howard One Hundred One when he started violently vomiting. The guy is as old as a dinosaur. When is he going to hang it up? Um, yeah, and then a lot of people wrote in about uh, Black History Month with uh, King of All Blacks. Uh, his black or whack game. The audience unanimously agrees that King is whack. Howard, the silliest part of that game is that King didn't even take into consideration that Patrick Mahomes' mom is white. So Larry is king of all wax. Howard, Larry is a racist jackass. He He's like Clayton Bigsby in that old Dave Chappelle skit. He seems to hate his own people. I vote we renounce his title as king of all blacks. Angry Alice was on a, a very, a very oh, angry did rampage. Did trigger Alice? Yeah, I don't, she, she was all over the place. I Honestly, I I, she, I don't know you don't what know she was saying. You don't know how she felt, but, right? <laughs> <laughs> After listening uh, to her. It was pretty intense. The king of all black, that big lip, wide nose, nappy head, dog skin, motherfucker's a hypocrite. He married a Mexican. You know Mexicans are not white people. They're not. They're brown people. He didn't want to marry a nappy head, big nose, thick lip dark-skinned black woman and he has the nerve to judge people that want to be in other races. So what, king of all gorilla? That's what you are to me. Go to hell, king of all blacks, with your ugly ass. There you go. Uh, Yeah. I'm not even, I, I know she's angry. That's all I know. 
Right. But, you know, yeah. how we talked about earlier, you make a statement, you're going to get criticized. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, finally, I did a tribute to the 30th anniversary of Radiohead's uh, what I think is their best masterpiece, Creep. So I celebrated the 30th anniversary of Creep. Fans liked it, Robin. The fans have spoken. Uh, there were some really cool tidbits on the history of Creep today. Credit to Tom York for not selling out. Anyone else who wrote that song would have put it in a laundry detergent commercial by now. <laughs> Howard, I completely agree with you that the electric guitar strum makes the entire record. Yeah. An amazing single. It's so iconic. Yes. Uh <laughs> like uh that we love that but I'm a Uh, one of the fans wrote, it's so amazing. Who knew Gary was that musically talented with his phlegm? <laughs> we um, we took Gary's clearing of the throat and put it in for that guitar part, and everyone was very impressed with that. You're so fucking special. <clears throat> but I'm a yeah, I'm thinking of using <laughs> Gary's phlegm in my new song, Memusel, ah. by uh, Tuchus, yes. You'll see. It's going to be in there. Okay. Yeah. You know how much, you know, I was reading interviews with uh, like people like Pink who, who write great songs. And they say, you got to write about something you're passionate about. And no one loves Metamucil more than me. I love that fucking product. Um, I, you know, I, I went and got a colonoscopy three years ago. And they said, you could get endometriitis if you don't start eating more fiber. And my doctor told me to eat endometriitis, endometriosis, <laughs> something like that. Endometriosis. And, These are all women's uh, Yeah. They said you are going to get endometriosis, <laughs> which is a hardening of hardening of the uterus. If I don't eat Metamucil. <laughs> And so, funny. <laughs> funny, I'm telling you, I have female problems. Uh, anyway, my new song, Metamucil, is going to incorporate Gary's phlegm. I'm going to try and put a little thing in there with it. And you'll be hearing that later in the week. I'm okay. working on it. Uh, this fan says, um, oh, man, there's so many comments on this, about this creep. Okay, I'm glad everyone liked it. Enough of that. What is this? Oh. In honor of creep, we pulled the top three creepiest moments in show history. Oh, ah. that's good. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what it is. What's um, on the list? I can't up even first, imagine. Oh, this is a good one. Yeah, this. Okay. Here's the top three creepiest moments from all the years. From all the years. Number one, JD confessing that he was on a webcam, on with a webcam girl. And he had her rub peanut butter on her vagina and let the dog lick it off. That was his sexual turn on, and here he is. Did you blow a load when that chick was getting licked by her dog? I I, I don't know. Probably, I guess. But you saw the dog on camera, right? You saw it in the background. 
hard to hear it in the apartment. Does your dog do any tricks like fetch, roll over, uh, eat pussy? You just say to her, hey, take the dog and have him lick your pussy? <laughs> oh, basically, yeah. yeah. Like, where was the dog, though? I mean, I don't know. I don't remember. Did the dog do a good job? What made you go there? You yeah. go into fucked up places sometimes. <laughs> down. Speak for yourself. A trip down pervy lane with JD. Yes. Yeah. So that was um, JD. You know, it's funny. I I still think about that from a sexual point of view that that turned you on to see the dog lick your your girl's pussy. But oh, JD's refusing to speak to me about this. Why? Oh, really? He's gone into radio silence? <laughs> How come you're on radio silence? It, first of all, it's a thing What's now everyone thinks that all I'm fucking into, which is not the case. Uh, yeah, you like when the dog licks her asshole, too. No, Let's I don't like... Clear. No, no. I, oh. Leave me alone. All right. I, no, no, I'm I saying... Want, I, I don't want this bullshit. Can I ask you... Can I, no, no, can I ask you a go question ahead, go about ahead. it? Ask me all whatever right, you right. want. Like, she went ahead and did it right away? Like, like she didn't even give it a second thought, huh? Uh, from what I remember, yes. Yeah. And how so much where, do you have to pay? Did she have peanut butter at the ready, or...? She Good had question. some at home. She had some at home. So, so the, isn't the so she got up and she walked over, got the peanut butter. Do you have to pay by the minute? Like, so is she stalling to get the peanut butter, or do you just pay like one fee? No, it was a flat fee, I guess. Ah, nice. Yeah. Do you remember if it was creamy or chunky? No. <laughs> but but seriously amazing that she even entertained that. You know what I mean? Was she really good looking or was she kind of beat? Just attractive, attractive, attractive. Enough. Wow. Uh-huh. Yep. And what does she do? Does she sit in a chair and then like <laughs> spread open her legs and then the? <laughs> hey, Ron. I, I think she was sitting. I think she was on the floor. She was on, she was the, on the floor. The floor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't picture that. I pictured her in a chair. Yeah, was it I a thought big... she was up on the bed. Was it a big dog or a small dog? I, I that I don't remember. <laughs> Thank Get God. out of I, here, JD. Did you still see the pussy or did you not? Did it disappear behind the dog? <laughs> Do you, I, I think I saw both. <laughs> okay. Did she? Did dog. she? I doubt she came from it. But did she act like she was coming when the dog was looking her pussy? I that I that I don't remember. Uh, maybe. Well, what it turned was... you on that you? Dude, you, you know. fucking remember? Spit it out. No, I don't remember. I right. do. Thank you. Thank you. I've had enough. <laughs> I don't like. I to. find if you badger JD, I can't get information from him. Yeah. If you'd let me, if you'd let me, if you'd let no, me just, uh, no, you just, two are no. you two are prosecuting <laughs> him over no, there. No, 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 no. <laughs> I just want to know what was the, the, the turn on. on the, the the turn on uh, for me was a it was a, a power thing. Right. Uh, being able to uh, re- you know request you know so I don't, I don't even remember how the fuck it came up but right, here's uh, the thing here's what robin really wants to ask you uh-huh. so were you actively jerking off while the dog was licking i mean i'm assuming i was yeah probably yeah. sure mm-hmm. what does that mean he's assuming i listen, i'm not i can't put myself back in the fucking moment uh oh, yes, I, you i'm can. not fucking you don't forget something like that <laughs> Okay. If can I you tell you something? Put yourself back in the moment. That's a waste of money. <laughs> I thought I was a you know fucking weirdo. Well, you know what's crazy, Ronnie uh, and Robin. I think that uh, you know, like when I watch porn, I don't even want to like see some dude. 
Like, because, uh, you know what I mean? I mean, to see Much a dog. a dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like I, I'm not sure. I think I'd lose my erection. In fact, I know I would. You know what I mean, Jitty? So you're you're a special kind of freak in a way, right? All right. Thank you. Um, no, 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 no. Wait a second. Uh, the dog is on the phone. Let's at least uh, tell, make sure this is the right dog, because sometimes they put the wrong dog on the phone. Are you the dog that JD saw like the, the pussy? So uh, Bark once for yes. Yeah. Twice for no. Okay. You got it? Okay. Did you think JD was weird asking for that? That's a yes. Did you Did you get turned on seeing JD watching? No. Oh. Are you good at eating pussy? That's a yes, JD. He says he's oh. good at it. Uh-huh. Did you, you did, do you are you a real fan of peanut butter? <laughs> do you feel good? Um well let me ask it this way. Do you feel bad for JD paying for that act? <laughs> oh, you he do? felt bad for you. Yeah. All right. Oh, what does that mean? <laughs> he wants peanut butter. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that was the num- That was one creepy moment from the show. It wasn't the, second- the top one? It was you know. Did, right. Did, did they rate? Where you going, man? Come back. And what, don't you, leave. Why, you got another question for JD? No, no I just, I, I'm I, done, man. I, I, I want him here. I, I, I can see he's sweating. What the fuck is wrong with you, man? Come on. I, 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 this is something that, you know, I don't necessarily like discussing. I don't like thinking about. Uh, I don't JD, like publicizing if, it. I was stupid for if, saying anything about it early on. Uh, you know. So. Yeah, you wanted everybody to know. No, man. I didn't. Otherwise, I didn't. You, wouldn't, you wouldn't have no. said it if you didn't fucking want anybody to no, know. You know what know. I did? I, you, know, you know why I said it was because uh, the person that went ahead of me in front of the the the, the uh, confessions uh howard sort of like like put it down was like saying you know get out of here whatever uh, uh i was trying to make be inter- i didn't want to get yelled at so uh i stupidly said it and uh i've regretted it ever since so thank you very much JD, has it ever occurred to you that you might be all of these uh entries <laughs> <laughs> he's not <laughs> JD, believe it or not, somebody else beat you, but yeah, hi. Oh, everybody, it's the famous movie actor, Owen Wilson. What's up? Oh. Wow. Wow. So you mean to tell me you can pay a stripper right. to smear peanut butter on her vagina and then a dog <laughs> will lick the peanut peanut butter out of her j- vagina? Wow. Owen. That's amazing. I got to tell you, JD logged off again. He didn't want to talk about it anymore. Wow, that's so weird. I wish we had had that while we were shooting Marley and me. Right, right. Wow. Yeah, you would have enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah. Had a I wonder, with your like, could, could you put other sandwich fillings in there? Like, a, <laughs> I don't know, like a BLT or um, like a Reuben or some kind? That would be amazing. Wow. Well, he, he, I, I'd ask JD these questions, but I can't. He left. JD. There's nothing else to say. Don't do your, do, do your don't, jokes and get don't you know, feel and, bad. Then I, and then I get to hear for, about it for fucking you know another fucking twelve years or however. Listen, listen, however listen. long this goddamn show goes on for. Listen, sporty, sporty licked my asshole while I was doing my girlfriend going uh, back years ago. Uh, good so, for you, Ronnie. I, I mean, you know, talk about it. It'll, it'll make you feel better. I, I don't uh, listen. Hey, you know, Ronnie jerked off. 
to his parents having a threesome. I mean, come on. You know, take it yeah, easy. Come on, man. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, okay. Here's Mildred. She says she's a fan of J.D. Go ahead, Mildred. J.D., you've nothing to be ashamed of. I'm here with my mini two schnauzer, and I just put some cream cheese up my snatch. Have at it, Rover. Oh, oh my God. Oh, I'm going to squirt in my dog's mouth. Oh, you, no. uh, <laughs> by yeah. the way, in the top three creepiest um, moments, Ronnie did make it in. Ronnie oh, did make it in. I did. Yeah, with, with you jerking <laughs> off to your parents. Of course oh. you did. Are you crazy? Yeah, but that's not as bad as me watching fucking porn with peanut butter dogs and all this shit, man. <laughs> well, here it is. You saw your mom and dad? I caught my mom and dad in a threesome. Whoa. Oh. What? Where were they? Uh, in the bedroom in my house. Are you kidding? Yeah. Did you beat off while they were doing it? It's a possibility. Wow. <laughs> See, I told you. Oh, oh, my goodness. See, um, Ronnie embraces his creepiness, J.D. I don't think it was creepy, dude. It, it it's Dude, like, it let me like explain it a, to you. It was like a porno movie. Dude, your mom and dad had a woman in there. Your dad but was I didn't look at it like the... that. I looked at it as like, hey, man, this is like fucking hot. Yeah, but those are your parents. I mean, and you're not looking you at them. How do you not here. look at them like your parents? I mean, that's I mean, all you, you just, know. Dude, you just you found out it, your mom. You your mind. But Ronnie, you just found out one of the most traumatic things. Your parents were like swingers, number one. Number two... The old man is fucking someone beside your mother. The emotional quotient of knowing that your mother is putting up with that shit. I mean, there's a lot to process when you learn something like that. But you just pull down your pants and start whacking off. I mean, like, you, you know what I mean? It's like you're an animal. I mean, it's well, crazy. Well, the best part to me, Howard, was he hears it. And then he gets down on the floor and tries to look through that little crack between the door yeah. and the floor. What the fuck, man? I got to know what's going he, on. And then he sees the, the he sees six feet, and he goes, uh, <laughs> "Let me go jerk off in my room." It's yes. like, you see, JD, you have nothing to be embarrassed. You gotta be, you gotta have an attitude like Ronnie. He's yeah, like proud of it. I I would if I if I, I don't okay. I don't think it's what? anything to be proud of uh, with you know stuff. If I felt it was more of me and how I am, then sure, I, it would be easier to embrace. But uh, you know. I mean, the only thing that upsets me is I'm an animal animal lover. I don't like that people abuse their animals that way, but I know, um, I know. you know what I mean. But uh, I, I know exactly what you mean. And then the third creepy, the third creepy moment was a Sal made it, and of course, <laughs> and you got to admit this is Thank creepy. God for Sal. Sal, here's the one Sal reveal, revealing that he jerked off to his aunt while she took a shit in the bathroom. <laughs> like that was crazy. That's, that's way worse, worse than my. That's worse than my shit. I'm sorry. I agree. I was on the bathroom. I was taking a, a number two. And right across from me is a linen closet and it has louvered doors. I immediately noticed that and I thought, well, let me take a look in there. And I went inside the linen closet and you were able to see the toilet directly. So I hid in there 
And my cousin came to the bathroom. And How old was she? She was probably 17 at the time. Your cousin comes in, right? and you're watching her pee, right? and you're jerking off. No, not yet, oh. but I'm getting really turned on. I, I couldn't believe it. I felt like a kid in a candy store. I'm seeing a naked body for the first time, a naked woman. So you didn't drop a load? No, not at that point. You waited for your aunt? Yeah. Well, what happened was... How long did you wait for your aunt to come in? Well, what happened was I went outside. My cousin's room was right next door, and everybody was downstairs. The bathroom was upstairs. The funny thing is when my aunt went to the bathroom, she actually did a number two... And <laughs> and that's when you came? Yeah, because I was there for a long time, and I'll never forget it. It was <laughs> So then you pleasured yourself to your aunt while she took a dump. Right, and then I was really, really scared. Uh, the creep bar is very high here. It's like a pole vault, but you win, Sal. You won. You beat out J.D. Thank and you. Ronnie. Yeah. So you, you, you want to make mean, a speech? I'm, I'm honored. No, notice he still, has he still has louvre doors behind him. <laughs> right, he loves them. Yeah. <laughs> but the idea that as soon as he sees louvre doors in the linen closet, he's like, oh, I could hide in here and it's watch opportunity, go Robin. to the bathroom. You, you, have to think like a, you, have, you have to think like a perverted young boy, Robin. That's how we think. <laughs> Absolutely, Sal. And uh, Sal, wow. if you want to make a speech for the creepiest moment ever on the radio show. Uh, go ahead. It's your it's your opportunity. Uh, no, it's like I'm the SAG Awards. Okay. Yeah, you, I'll, you, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll pass on that one. Thank you. Right. But uh, there you go. Ronnie, J.D., and Sal, according to our staff and uh, and various fans, those are the three creepy. Not saying they're moments. creeps, but they have provided some creepy moments. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, Robin. Sure. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they're creeps, Robin. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and for Sal, I'll sing you the song. There he is. <laughs> creepiest man in America. There's my boy, Sal the Creep. He jerks off to relatives in the bathroom. I think we should arrest him immediately. There he goes. Walking on air, he goes. Sal's the creepiest. Oh, thank you. There you go. I'm drinking nice. off to Robin right now. Good for you. Oh, have your have your cousin and your aunt oh, uh, yeah, it's, do it's they come know the, about this yeah. now? Yeah, at a wedding no less or, uh, at the table while drinking coffee during dessert. <laughs> and my aunt gave me a look and knew the whole thing and I, I didn't think she would know and it was uh, very uncomfortable. Right. Oh god. Uh, how did she how did she know? She got tipped off. You know, there's a lot of you know, her children, my cousins, their friends, and it all it was they were the only people with uh louvers in their house, a louvered linen closet, and uh I was there a lot during the holidays. So. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, another topic fans wrote in about is Bruce Willis and his dementia. Yeah. I, I feel awful um uh this fan wrote just that's it. I feel awful. Uh, Howard, I'm glad you guys talked about Bruce Willis today. I was watching Die Hard with a Vengeance over the weekend. Found myself so sad knowing that Bruce Willis is no longer uh, able to uh, function uh, at full speed. In his prime, he was the definition of cool. Uh, Howard, 12 Monkeys is an all-time classic and one of my favorite films. For my money, Bruce should be the model for all action movie heroes. Tough as nails and brave, but human, human, human. I'm struggling to think of someone who can balance those elements better. Uh, and then a bunch of people wrote in about this dementia, how quick it can spread. In the span of a few months, I saw my grandfather go from reading the New York Times cover to cover seven days a week to forgetting where she, oh, it's his grandmother, where she parked her car at the grocery store. And it just got worse from there. Dementia is a cruel bitch. 
Right. And then everyone loved that Green Beret who called in, if you remember, Jeff. Yes. And uh, he was talking about dementia and all that stuff. People wrote in and said, uh, as sad as that soldier's call was, Howard, I was cracking up at you two sharing your war stories. Props to him having a sense of humor about his situation. Well, listen, I don't find my war story. In fact, I'm, it's very painful for me to talk about my war stories. I don't like talking about Vietnam and what went on there. Um, but because he was a military guy, he opened me up. I'm willing to share with other military people. I find it cathartic and I find it helpful if I talk about it. But with other military people, I find that most people who didn't serve don't understand when I say things about my ear necklace, they think it's, you know, they think it's too yeah, much. They, they look at you like something's wrong with you. Right. They make me feel like a creep. <laughs> but I was defending my country. I was, uh, I actually never got to talk to uh, that caller about uh, the Pyongyang Trail. What happened there? The who? The Pyongyang <laughs> Trail. That, like. <laughs> yeah, that was a place in Vietnam where perhaps uh, my my greatest battles were fought along the Pyongyang Trail. And uh, yeah, Pyongyang is a little uh, village just uh, southeast of Pyongyang. You know. <laughs> and uh, I remember I, I got lost. I'll tell you this because this is not so bad. But well, maybe you'd think it was bad. You never saw any action. But I remember I was like walking along the Pyongyang Trail. I was trying to find a village that I was supposed to take out. I got so lost in the jungle, I thought I'd never make it home. The only thing that saved me was I had a pocket full of human teeth that I had pulled out of people I had killed. And I put them down on the ground as I walked, like Hansel and Gretel. Oh, and I was able to. I marked my trail with human teeth. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I got back to my platoon. And then we found uh, Pyongyang, the village. And we wiped out the whole village. Every Some children we left to live. But uh, very few. We did. And I remember I was kind to them because um, their parents were laying their dead. I said, you know, it's not so bad. You can remove their eyeballs and play marbles with them and the kids did they did and they had good time uh so i they saw me they would call me uh howitzong howitzong so that was a term of endearment because i made them feel better but uh, that's let me save that for when i'm talking to a fellow i know you were in the military but you never saw action you i can't right this this conversation i'm like he made them orphans, and then he decided to play with them. Right. I played with because them to make them feel orphans. better. Yes. They were innocent. <laughs> they were innocent children. I understood the difference. I knew they weren't the enemy. And how do you teach people not to be the enemy? By letting the kids play with their parents' eyeballs and letting them <laughs> see that we weren't so bad. Yeah. I had a guy in my uh, platoon was very vicious. He started, pl- he started face-painting the kids, but he was using napalm. And I said to him, hey, that's that's wrong. I, stu- I stood my ground. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Pyongyang Trail, Robin, remember that. Yeah, a lot of atrocities yeah. on that trail. But good things, too. 
I told you we took the parents' entrails and we let the kids jump rope with them. And they were happy. I had limits, Robin. They had a wonderful time that afternoon. I remember my sergeant said, you kill those kids. I said, nope. I can convert them to loving America by the simple act of letting them jump rope with their parents' entrails. And, well, thank and, and they liked it. I know that yeah. you've said you've killed children before, but on that day. No, very rarely. <laughs> the Pyeongpong Trail, five clicks south of Hanoi. Look it up on a map. You'll see it. All right. Yeah. My greatest achievement. Remember, I came across a little boy. This memory just came back to me. I'd forgotten about it. It's been so many years. Don't forget, Vietnam was how many years ago? 50 years? 50, yeah. yeah. I remember I uh, killed the mother and father, and the kids were left there crying, and I I stuffed the parents with um, leaves from trees, and I made dolls uh-huh. for the kids so they wouldn't miss uh-huh. their parents. They looked so lifelike. These were tough times. I know uh, people. I guess don't these things more. seemed reasonable to you at the time. At the time, I was young. I had never been out of my parents' house. Suddenly, I'm in. I'm in Vietnam, country I don't know, far away from home. I was handed a gun and told to kill, <laughs> and I did it. I did what my country asked of me. I remember the time I took out a mother's throat, and I let her kids use it as a slinky. Ugh. And believe it or not, it walked down three flights of stairs on its own. <laughs> and the kids were happy. Wow. Yeah, I had compassion. You hear this music? This is, uh, I wrote this song when I was in Vietnam. I know. All right. Well, I don't want to talk about it, Robin. It's too painful. Okay. Yeah. So let's stop move on. pushing. Stop pushing me. You're very aggressive this morning. Yeah. I don't want to upset you anymore. I was the jokester in my platoon. That's uh, when I realized I should be in radio. I was a funny guy. Everyone laughed at my antics. We always had a Polaroid camera. In those days, we didn't have a iPhone. We had a Polaroid camera. Yes. I remember one time I killed a guy and he was laying there dead. And I picked him up and I put him in a chair and I took out my Polaroid camera and I made it like he was picking his nose. <laughs> and I took a picture and everyone loved it. Yeah. Many ways I did things. Now, when you look back on them, they seem harsh. But at you, the time, you do get it, right? That, you know, when yeah. people recoil at these stories, that there's a reason. I remember I once killed a, an entire village. And there was one little boy left afterwards. He was an orphan now, obviously. And I uh, cut off someone's head and I made an, a Mr. Potato Head out of, out of an actual head. And the little boy had toys now. Uh, That's right, Robin. You laughed, but these you, were horrible you times. You left him in an empty village yeah, to play with his... Mr. Potato Head out of a human head. <laughs> it was horrible. Oh, my... People, I'm sure he doesn't need a psychiatrist now. No, at the time, <laughs> it seemed like a good idea. What could I do for him? The orphanages were overflowing. This child's life would be ruined. What could I do to make him happy? He loved that Mr. Potato Head. He played with it. Yeah. 
Amazing. There were no sticks you could have used. No string. No string. Reeds. We torch. We to- reeds. We torched the entire village. No reeds. <laughs> <laughs> reeds. What was I to do? What was I to do? Why me? I was no fortunate son. <laughs> there was no silver spoon in my mouth. I had to go serve my country. Well, now you see why I'm so opposed to war. Look at what it turned you into. Well, yeah, it was horrible. I, my wife wants to get rid of my trophy room. You know, I have a room devoted to my service in Is Vietnam. And I said to my wife, I love you. I will never, ever part with my souvenirs. You know, I cut off a guy's arm. I was in military uh, a year, and I got in a terrible uh, hand-to-hand combat situation where I sliced a guy's arm off. And to this day, I have it as a souvenir. And you know what I use it for? I never would have predicted this. I use it as a selfie stick. <laughs> Whenever I take pictures, you know when you see those pictures of me, Robin, that I send you of myself? Yes, yes. I'm holding a human arm as a selfie stick. Because uh, I can never see, you know, what you're holding. But I know you've got some extra length there. Do you know this? And I've never said this before. I impregnated 48 women in Vietnam. I was so virile. Back then. Well, you did say to me, Robin, if you see anybody who looks like me, don't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot of kids running around. One of the kids I had, I think, is a webcam girl now. Something about peanut butter for JD. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was JD's webcam yes, girl? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, no. I killed a guy once and I... I preserved his body, brought it back in my duffel bag from one of my tours of duty. And do you know, to this day, I I put that body in my car's passenger seat so I could get in the carpool lane. It's so <laughs> lifelike. <laughs> yes, Robin. The Pyongyang Trail was 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 a memory I don't care to talk about right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wish you would stop talking about it, too. <laughs> well, I was the jokester of my outfit. You know, I killed a guy once. I cut his throat. And then I turned him into a Pez dispenser because you could just flip his head back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Like a, like, a, like the Pez yeah, yeah, like dispenser. Pez. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to talk about it. It's too painful. How did you get the peasant? <laughs> One at a time. Popped up. <laughs> Patience. You had a lot of time to kill back then. <laughs> Telling you. Let's go to Jim and then I'll take a break. Jim in North Carolina. What up, Jim? Welcome hey to a Monday. Hey now. Hey now. Man, if, if, hey now. You were a, if you were stranded on an island with either Fred, Gary, or Ronnie and you had to pick one, who would you choose? Ronnie. Hmm. Really? Of course. Why would you, you pick Ronnie over Gary or or Fred? Gary talks too much. I'd end up, <laughs> although I could open coconuts with his teeth. Hmm. <laughs> boff, boff, boff. Uh, Gary would drive me crazy. Fred's weird. And Ronnie's, uh, believe it or not, Ronnie's a very good conversationalist. conversationalist and he also, he's very, um, uh, I feel Ronnie would be able to handle himself. In a way that Out we could wild. survive. In the wild, yeah. yeah. Like me, Ronnie was in the military. You know, this kind of thing. Ronnie's pretty oversexed, though. Don't you think that would maybe come into play? 
Yeah, well, I, I definitely would. Uh, I would definitely sleep far away from him. <laughs> you ever hear the expression? Uh, you ever get fucked in the ass by a wise guy? That's Ronnie. <laughs> well, Fred, though, Fred would seem like it'd be pretty good, but he would never say anything. What's interesting to me about Fred? He doesn't is, talk. He does, yeah, and then when he does, he doesn't shut up. It's well, a thank weird, you, Jim. It's, it's a weird yeah, person. By the way, by the way, I'm glad that I'm not there because at least I'm not on an island. Which is a good thing. And I don't know how, you know, good Ronnie is with all that stuff. You really think he's that good? He was just in the Air Force. I mean, that doesn't qualify you to be in the jungle. But I've been around Ronnie in the car. You know, he, he he always, uh, he was a bow hunter. He was, you know, he's, I feel, I feel he would do well. He has a bow with him. Well, maybe I'd create one uh, for him like I did in Vietnam. (laughs) I take a long strand of my curly hair and stretch it between two snakes. Yeah, but you know, he's going to rape you in the night. (laughs) <laughs> oh, stop it! You know, I think you're projecting. He's too horny. Would. He can't give up. He can't give sex up. You think All Ronnie'd right. go gay in the in the jungle? Uh, well, All right, look, Jim. Good question. He Thank off you. To his mother and father. <laughs> All right. Hey, you know what's interesting about Fred Howard is? It seems like we know less about Fred than we did 30 years ago. <laughs> Fred's a good guy. Fred uh, is very. He's a kind of guy that doesn't share a lot of information. Once a year, I call Fred off the air, and I do get an update, and believe me, it's more than enough. Wow, how does that conversation go? What do you guys talk about? It's quite uh, illuminating. Uh, Fred's got a lot going on, got a full plate to juggle, and uh, he does it well. Listen, it's fine. Next time we do one, we'll have a three-way with Jim, and he can see what it's all about. Just call me, Fred. Well, I'll tell you what. uh, It's going to happen in about seven months. I usually call him around (laughs) Christmas. So we'll see what's going on then. Fred, anything you want to say that would cue people into what you're up to or do you want to just give them a because Jim says he doesn't know enough about you. I'm just looking. I'm very excited to be working with Robin on this new oh, song. Right, that again. You said and, that. Already. Uh, I'm, hey, look, you, right, you thank had you. your thank time. You. Thank you. And I'd love to play the demo for you, but I'm going to hold off until Good. the song All right. is complete. Thanks, Fred. Bye. Done. Bye. <laughs> you see what I mean? You can't. I can't have be a, on a Have a good island. time getting fucked on the ass on the island by your <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, He always has to get the last word in. Uh, okay, let me take a break here. Go take a pish. God, I was up three times last night peeing. I'm telling you, I can't handle it. They got drugs for it. But I heard this side effect, so I don't want it. They got a drug that you can take, and it makes you piss like a 20-year-old. But uh, oh, Really? Yeah. Well, I heard there are supplements you can take. They don't have side effects. That never works. That's all hippie bullshit. All right. Supplements, all right. supplements Some don't work. Some people have had success. Mm. What, are they Name one. falling for the placebo effect? Yeah, of course. <laughs> and uh, the only thing that works are like, Drugs invented by uh, medical companies. You know that. Let's Is face that it. true? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know that for all sure that, at all. I like these people. I take melatonin and go to sleep. You fucking moron. That doesn't do anything. <laughs> you got to get a fucking, uh, what do you call those things? That shit I used to I don't take. know then since I, I don't take them. I, I did for a while. I had to stop. That shit... People go, you don't need to take... What the hell was that drug I used to take? God, it was horrible. Uh, Can't think of it. Ambien. It would knock me the fuck out. Ambien. 
that shit knocked me the fuck out. But I stopped taking it because it gets addictive. Then you start to believe you can't go to sleep on your own. So Plus, people you start say to, to me, sleepwalk. You wind yeah. up in your car driving and you don't know how you got there. Shooting your relatives. And, you're, <laughs> and then you're in court and you're like, well, I don't know. I took Ambien. I, I mean, not that Ambien does that. But it used to really fuck my sleep cycle up. But um, yeah, and people have reported that they, you know, they don't feel they feel as good the next day because the sleep is sort of artificial. Right. But it does knock your ass out. It was good. But uh, then they'd say, well, you don't need to take Ambien. Take melatonin. I take that shit. I could take a whole bottle of that shit. Nothing would happen. <laughs> You're not going to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the Ambien I was a little afraid of. I I knew a guy who took some, and he started acting weird. But I don't know if he was just weird. Yeah, it was Fred. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm fucking with you, Fred. I love you. You know I love Fred Robin. Stop it. Of course. Never did. You always say that. Naturally weird. No, you're not. You're a good guy. Listen, I know you the longest out of anybody. Who uh, who wanted to work with you more than anybody? Me. Stop it. Just fucking with you. Love that guy. You can't do better than Fred. They built him. They broke the mold. Oh yes. Thank God. You know what the best thing for sleeping still is for me? Jerking off. You do that, man, it makes you tired. Right out. Boom. But but if you've beep, 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 gotten beep. up three times, you can't yeah. do that, right? And it's weird. You ha- you feel like you have to pee, and then you go, and it's like a couple, a couple of drops dribble out, and then you go back to sleep. <laughs> Horrible. Anyway, uh, let me take a break. We'll come back. I got a couple of things to play for you. Some phony phone calls, this kind of stuff, and a lot of things to talk about. Uh, I was watching the news this morning, and they were talking about there's a... They're not sure still, but they have reason to believe that China was responsible for the pandemic the covid that it was a lab leak yeah a lab leak god does that drive me crazy because you know we live in a world where you know we can't control what goes on in these other countries and their safety and their and the precautions that you take in a lab you know like china just does shit unleash their shit on the world and then it's like oops you know what I mean? It's like fuck you. I mean, I wouldn't well, mind there's if the still, virus. Like different pockets of belief out there, but there's a certain yeah. amount of belief that it was a lab leak. Yeah, oh, that's so bad. I mean, you know, as many precautions as we take in our labs with these viruses, and I know they need viruses. They study them. They, you know, they try to figure out ways to defeat things. I get it. I mean, scientists are awesome. Like pussy. Scientists and pussy. <laughs> scientists and pussies are yeah. awesome. The greatest pussy. Pussy is awesome, and science is awesome. And uh, <laughs> But, you know, when you read that, and again, they said the U.S. Department of Energy has assessed that the COVID-19 pandemic most likely came from a laboratory leak in China, which makes me insane. 
Two sources said that the Department of Energy assessed in the intelligence report that it had low confidence the COVID-19 virus accidentally escaped from a lab in Wuhan. I don't understand the term low confidence, but... That means they don't believe that it did that. It didn't escape. (laughs) Oh, that it... that, (laughs) That it what? That they put it out there? That it was... Either a, a human error or right. an, int- an intentional act. Motherfucker. Oh, does that drive me crazy? So many people died. Can you imagine? And there's no repercussion. No repercussion. And well, what are you going to do? Nothing. There's nothing you can do. But I mean, this is all, all of this was so unnecessary. Well, if we weren't uh, so paranoid of all living in the same on the same little globe, we wouldn't even be doing this stuff. Well, unfortunately, the world we live in, I, I'd like to, I'd like to think that if I was emperor, I could straighten everything out. I mean, I don't want to be president. I want to be emperor, and I'm I'm pretty the sure I could just get everyone The only problem with that, Howard, is who follows you. Mm. You. I trust you. By the way, I was watching American Idol. I wasn't going to watch it this season. I didn't want to get sucked in. But I was watching American Idol. And man, Katy Perry lost a ton of weight. She looks well, good. She was pregnant last, last, you know, like she yeah. had the baby and then she was recovering from the baby. All right. I'm just telling you, she lost a lot of weight. She was wearing tight pants and she looked nice. Attractive gal. Well, she was always going to pull it back together. I, you what, I, mean, you I had, don't know. Had you lost hope? <laughs> you know what? You don't know. You know, it's a funny thing. You, you know, you can get you can get to a certain point where you don't pull it back together. <laughs> I mean, struggling with weight. I tell you, I watch what I eat really carefully. And I, in just the last couple of days, I went up three pounds for no fucking reason. I'm practically skipping lunch, too. Practically but, um, skipping lunch? What does that mean? I take out a bowl, and I only <laughs> allow it to go to a certain level of food, whatever's in there. So it's like a tiny lunch. When I say I cut back my lunch by two-thirds, I'm not joking. I used to have a nice lunch. Not anymore. And then I went for a three-, four-mile walk. Doesn't make a difference. Weigh myself this morning. I was all set. And in fact, when I woke up at three in the morning, I was so hungry <laughs> that I was like convinced I, I'm so hungry because I didn't eat enough yesterday. And now I'm up all night. So I, I, at three o'clock in the morning, I weighed myself. I'm up like three pounds. I was like, how could I be so hungry and be up three pounds? Maybe you didn't have the full benefit of a full night's sleep. And you, if you had weighed yourself in the morning instead of in Maybe. the middle of the night, it wouldn't have shown that. Yeah. Yeah, I know when I'm over. Consistent and weigh yourself at the same time every day. And I don't know. I'm real careful. I I know when I'm eating too much because my duties get real big and frequent. (laughs) So I, uh, and I was pretty, I mean, I've been having really like minuscule duties. So I was like, man, I must be on a good roll. And then I gained weight. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You weigh your duties? <laughs> no, I don't weigh them. I, I look in the bowl and see what's doing. Uh, 
Sometimes I sometimes I think like nothing came out, and then I look in the bowl, and it's like, what did somebody sneak in here and take a shit in my bowl? <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. I'm like, look what just came out of me. And I'm all proud. I'm like, wow. Office. Oh, I mean, awful. Office. Office, office too. <laughs> office. It's my new expression. It's office. If it's awful, it's office. It's office. Um, I was watching the 1,000 Pound Sisters with my wife. Oh, no. Love it. Yeah, I'm all caught you up. I love that. You're going to still watch that? You're, you're no, we watching love it. it again? And we have to. Uh, Tammy just got approved for weight loss surgery. That's really? Big, that's Yeah. Yeah, finally. After all these years, she's got a trach tubing because she can't breathe from being so fat. And, that's probably uh, how she lost weight. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's crazy. But uh, she got approved. And Amy, the sister, she was, uh, her husband got COVID and she calls it COVID. <laughs> how can you be that out of it that you don't even know what COVID is? She goes, he got the COVID. And she goes, yeah, we got, we, my husband, Michael, got the COVID. And now I got to fend for myself with the two babies. And I'm like, is she for real? How do you, how do you go through life? This is why I have to watch these shows. <laughs> then they had a commercial during uh, Thousand Pound Sisters for the Amish life. And my wife said, we got to watch this. Oh, you want to know about the Amish life too? But I said, listen, I can't get started with the Amish. <laughs> I mean, it's like if I get started with another one of these shows, because I got I Am Jazz. You're still watching um, that. I, this season, not as much. She she gained quite a bit of weight, and it's bothering me. I'm upset about it. I, I get too, uh, I get worked up when I watch it. I sit there and I go, how could Jazz do that to herself? She finally got her reassignment surgery. She's full trans. She was looking great, and then she ballooned up and got and gained weight, and I, and it's make it's making me crazy. I can't handle it. I don't know. I get fucking crazy from everything. There's something wrong with me. I tell the psychiatrist. There's something wrong with me. I I sit and I get fucking angry that Jazz gained weight. Yeah, it's Jazz's life. It's not your. You don't have to live with those. I know, but I, I get crazy. She got into Harvard, and and, yeah. and one season she turned him down. I went, who turns down Harvard? What the fuck is wrong? Well, what does Jazz want to be? Maybe she doesn't require a Harvard know. education. I don't know. But then she was worried. And then she got into Harvard. She applied a year later. And then I'm like, oh. And then she's going off to college and she wants to try her new vagina out with a dude. And I'm like, well, why did, you know, I think a lot of guys are turned off to the fact that she's heavy. So she I hasn't she been able to try it out yet. I don't. Maybe she did this season. Maybe somebody <laughs> fucked her. I don't know. But I like her, and I, I like her attitude, and I like her whole demeanor. But listen, I follow uh, Hunter Schaefer. She's trans. I love her. Is she the actress? She's an actress. That's right. Oh. I'm on her Instagram. I'm one of her followers. <laughs> I'm telling and what you. does Hunter tell you? How do, what is following Hunter? Well, uh, hipping you it's too. great. What's great is she does a lot of like bikini panty shots, a lot of um different wild outfits. She does um what else does she do? She, you see a lot of her modeling shoots, this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. I like that.
I like okay. her feed. Yeah, you should follow her. I I don't. I'm not interested. <laughs> I'm not interested in silly things. I saw some crazy fucking guy on um, Instagram. I, sometimes I'm just like scrolling through and see what people post. And uh, this one guy, a white guy, goes up to black people who are shopping and calls them boy, which is, you know, that's that's some crazy shit. And he says, he walks up to a black man and he goes, hey, boy, go get me that uh, can of soup over there. And he provokes black people into like, you know, you know, and, and the guy goes, hey, stop calling me boy. Now, come on, you're a boy. He goes, boy, get me that soup like that. And I'm like, Ugh. where the f it's fucking crazy. Why do people engage with the, that guy? Most people walk away. Good. Some don't, though. Some people just stand there. But that's shot. my point is like, who's the the nutcase that wants to have a conversation with that guy? Uh, you know, that's not going to turn out well. But uh, I, 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 I didn't watch it because I got upset. But and, and he's doing this uh, in Black History Month. Uh, he's out. Uh, that's right. Uh, during Black History Month, he's doing it. Hey. It certainly reminds you of the history of black people in this country. That's for sure. <laughs> Thank you for showing us that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we almost forgot. Yeah. Crazy, huh? But uh, this is other guy on uh, Facebook, not Facebook, on Instagram. And I got to admit, I laugh every fucking time. All this guy's shtick is. This what? guy is fantastic. He walks around in supermarkets with that farting device, you know, that makes the left. <laughs> and he farts. He walks right up to people when they're like shopping with their shopping cart. And he, he like kind of like, he puts his leg all the way up in the air. Sometimes he even rests it on a shelf. And, and so, oh and my then he, God. and then he just squeezes one out. And, and then you watch people react to it. And it's, I don't know the guy's name. I wish I did. I, you have to watch this guy. He's it hysterical. sounds like the supermarket is not safe to go to anymore either. And my wife goes, are you farting over there? I go, no, I'm watching a guy farting <laughs> on people in the supermarket. And I, I'm expecting him to get his ass kicked. Some people go at him. Uh, other people are like, oh, that's disgusting. One guy goes, hey, good for you. He goes, he goes, yeah, I accidentally farted. He goes, yeah, you're, you're pretty good at it. Uh, but, uh, and, and my wife watches me on the couch and I'm giggling the whole time. And she goes, I, how can you watch the same thing over and over again? The guy farting. I said, come over here. You got to see that. Come over and watch this guy fart on people. And sure enough, she comes over. She's laughing too. Ah. Yeah. You would love it. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't like people bothering people. I, I don't like people bothering people. <laughs> I know. Sometimes I feel bad. Like, you sound like my mother. My, my There used to be a show on TV called The Candid Camera, hosted by Alan Funt. Right. And I thought it was the greatest show. It was a prank show, you know. They would go to elaborate lengths to prank people on Candid Camera. And they were camera. clever. It wasn't just somebody going up and farting. Well, I used to sit there. I you couldn't wait for Candid Camera to come on TV. And in those days, you didn't, you know, you had to wait for it to come on. You sat by the television until it That's came right. on. That's right. It only came on once a week and you had once to catch it when it was on. And Alan Funt would come on and, and Derwood Kirby was the guy go, this is Candid Camera. 
And here's your host, Alan Funt. And then Alan Funt would come out and say, what we did this week is we lit some guy's ass on fire when he walked out of the toilet. You know, like whatever it is. <laughs> and I couldn't wait for this show. I love the show. My mother would walk in the room. And she goes, what are you watching? I go, what, what am I watching? Candy Kemp. I hate that candid camera. It's horrible. I'm like, oh, here we go. Buzzkill. They take advantage of people, and people are busy, and they have things to do, and they're wasting people's time, and it's disgusting. I think it's horrible. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm watching it, and now, like, like now my enthusiasm... I'm getting woozy and starting to think about the social implications of candid camera and my like I'm thinking your father goes to work and you think he'd have time for somebody to sit there and play games when he's trying to get to work and they stop people in the street and they're inconvenienced. I mean, who needs that nonsense? There's nothing funny about it. And you know what they should do? They should take that island front. And do a prank on him and see how he <laughs> likes it. And now I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm going to turn this fucking thing off. She's killed it. I mean, wasting people's time and carrying on. And and those people, they don't say anything, but they've got to be upset. Uh, yeah, I know I'm upset right now. I guess I don't. They all watching? start to get very happy when they realize it's candid camera. My mother used to. My oh yeah, well the guy would go, smile. You're on candid cam. Smile. Oh, <laughs> smiling. Why would I smile? You just wasted time. Nothing funny about it. I mean, uh, good lord. I, she had a way of ruining. It. I mean. You know, I never liked The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson because my mother ruined that for me. <laughs> and I ended up hating Johnny Carson, but I think my mother right. and Dr. Yeah. Hey, Mom, can we watch uh, The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson? Everyone's watching it. I don't like Johnny Carson. <laughs> you don't? No. He's got a smug attitude and he's not funny. And he sits there like he knows everything. Really? That's right. Boy, if your I mom don't... was on social media today, people oh. would be devastated when they yeah, I know she, <laughs> she fucking hated Johnny Carson and Candid Camera. And as a result, I never, I never liked Johnny Carson. My, you know, my mother had a big influence on me. She had such a definite yeah. opinion, you know? Crazy. Oh, here's a guy who's a scientist. He says he wants to comment on the lab leak. Um, China? China. <laughs> hey, David, what up? Hey, hey there, Howard. How are you? Good. Uh, you. Heard you talking. I, I know you're fond of scientists. You compared us to pussy, so I uh, figured I would call in. Yeah, what, what can I do for you, David? Well, you know, I wanted to talk about the lab leak hypothesis. I think there are a lot of people who feel that way. And I think it's a pretty good hypothesis. You know, I run a lab, and you get some of these people that are in the lab that are totally incompetent, that don't know the safety right. protocols. They don't know what they're doing. 
And it's incredibly, we know how contagious COVID is. I mean, it's, it's incredibly contagious. People could be working with it in a Petri dish. It aerosolizes, they inhale it, then they go out and they, you know, hang out with their friends and family. And the next thing you know, there's a global pandemic. Right. Yeah. I mean, what you're talking about is there's no, who knows how competent these people are. You don't know what's going on here in China. You don't know. And people are fucking around with these viruses. What's next? You know, I'm watching a show. It's on uh, HBO. It's about a zombie Mm -hmm. apocalypse. It's called The Last of Us. It's fantastic. I'm watching this show. And what happens is they explain how we turned into zombies. That, uh, you know, that ants get this uh, disease where they, I forget what it's called. Ants can get it. A zombie disease? It's a zombie disease. Ants start eating oh. other ants and they it's ah. it's a fungus. It's a fungus. And in this one, the premise is somebody fucked up in the lab and now now, you know, people humans are getting this ant disease. What do you think? It's that crazy? It's no. not that crazy. Well, look, I think I think look, you're probably not gonna make the species jump from ants directly to humans. But it's certainly possible that one of these diseases mutates over time. Absolutely. And something, you know, it's going to take some time. But, you know, in evolutionary time, it can be a long time. But still, these things are in theory possible. Now, I'm not looking to create any kind of, uh, you know, anti-Chinese sentiment. I think this is the kind of thing that can happen anywhere. Absolutely. But, you know, but I'll I'm, a, I'm, else, a, I'm, like, a, I'm anti-moron. Working in these labs, they've got to be some kind of quality. I mean, you know, you can't just have people handling this shit. This is real. This is a we have a now we're in a global pandemic. And I hate to break the news to you. We're still in it. Uh, Here is a woman who claims she works in the Wuhan lab. Ma'am, did you handle the covid virus? Yes. Yeah. And uh, and and what happened? You were handling it. And what did the, 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 the Petri dish break? Let it break open. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you see? And, and, and what happened? You, you develop in- this cough, right? Yes. <laughs> and you went home and you spread it around everybody. Yes. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, honey. And, what, and, and by the way, did you, after you spread the COVID virus, did you shove the test tube up your ass? <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. <laughs> See, she's very, very ill. Uh, she's, and yeah. she's also not following any protocols. Right. No. Are you following? You're not. Are you following any protocols? No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, ma'am. I think. All I right, know David. Well, that's in my lab. Yeah. There you go. Well, do me a favor. I mean, uh, fire these people who work in your lab. Uh, report them to, to HR. And say they don't know what they're doing immediately. Thank you. Very good, David. Uh, it just makes me fucking crazy. Yes, Chris, you're on the air in Kentucky. Yeah, Howard, how are you doing? I'm okay. I was going back to your melatonin story, and uh, I hate to backtrack on you, but I've been on the phone a little bit. That okay. stuff. Is not natural. They say it is. I woke up in the seat of my car in my underwear one night <laughs> thinking I was ready to go to work. 
Jacksonville. That Maybe it works. Drive you batshit crazy. Oh, uh, really? Melatonin, huh? It, hey, I don't know. Every time I took it, it says it's a, a like a diet suppression. Also, well, that's because you're out jogging around in the middle of the damn night. You don't know it, <laughs> but <laughs> it'll make me go to sleep. But two hours later, I'm wide awake, and I'm mm. like, and I take yeah. four or five of them. You know, but that's well, I don't know what. Maybe it does I work. I, 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 I don't know. It never affected me, but maybe I didn't take enough. All right, Chris. Well, thanks. All right, enough of that. Shit, guy running around in his underwear, in his car, crazy. I don't think he's a scientist. I don't think he should go by no. anything he said. Did you ever take that melatonin? Never put me to sleep. Um, I don't think so. Yeah. Hey, um. I got some exciting news for you. Our next guest is going to be Will Smith coming in. He wants to just, he he asked if he could use the airwaves to tell you why he should be back and allowed into the Oscars. He wants him huh. real bad. I said it would be interesting. I don't agree he should be in the Oscars, but um, he wants to just make a statement. And I said, okay. So. All right. All right. Let's just hear what the man has to say. It's controversial. It's about time, I guess, that he started speaking about this. He's been very quiet. I don't know why he wants to speak here, but he does. I mean, his wife's got a podcast. Go on that. But I said, right, okay. Red table talk. <laughs> right. Anyway, as I said, I'm waiting for a, a door knock here from she gets Mr. Will Smith, who's going to explain ah. to us why he should be a part of the... Academy Awards and be allowed back into the Oscars. So any second now. I'm Oscars coming up soon. Yeah. There he is. There he is. Will Smith. Hey. Hi. <laughs> hey. Hey. Yeah. Howard. What's up, man? What's going on? <laughs> hey. How you doing? Yeah. I mean, you know, this is, yeah, uh, I good. guess, an honor. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what to say. Uh, you yeah, know, you called me early. You know, I was I was lifting weights this morning. You know, because you know I'm competing, still trying to get that rock spot bad in Hollywood. You know what I mean? So yeah, I was yeah. up this morning. You know, and I, I was, was just. Uh, uh, how is your physique? I mean, you're, you 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 had, you did transform yourself. You know, you really yeah. did. And, and yeah, do you lift you know, a lot? Like, yeah, I lifted. You know, it's all about toning because, like, you know, I really had like the puffer body. You know, from right. like you know the pandemic. And, you know, I transformed that, you know, I did it without, you know, because, you know, I was coming off like, you know, one of those uh, thoughts that go to Tulum, you know what I mean? Like with the body and everything like that. But, you know, I, I started looking, you know, like a, uh, I started looking like a, like a thought and I was like, you know, I can't stay a thought. So I got to like I got to think this away. And like I did that with the power of um of uh of uh, a clean eating and you know exercise you know so i pretty much like went back and like started like doing like the i am legend um training that i did before and you know as you can see now instead a... of calling me jabba they call well. me zaddy 
Yeah. You're very, you're very intense. I have to, yeah. before we talk about the Academy Awards, I got to tell you, man, you're very intense. Yeah. And like, I remember yeah. you on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You were yeah. like scrawny. I mean, you were yeah. like a guy I thought I could kick your ass. And now yeah. I wouldn't fuck with you. I mean, I don't know how you got yeah. so big, but uh, yeah, good so for you. I'm, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of people that don't want to fuck with me now, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, like, no, like, yeah. We, I ain't little no more, you know. I'm a grown ass man, you know. <laughs> Dude, when you slap Chris Rock, man, I was like, you're gonna knock his head off. He's a skinny guy. I mean, you gotta be careful. Yeah. But yeah, you know, because yeah. you know what, Howard, Howard, look, it's like this, you know. I know, like, I'm 200, I'm 200 pounds. I'm six foot two. Chris Rock is five foot ten, 45 pounds. Like, it should have right. never, <laughs> never happened, you know. But what like, at yeah. Well, we'll, we'll yeah. back up a second, if you don't mind, because yeah. I, I feel yeah. a responsibility because you haven't spoken anywhere about what happened at the Oscars and stuff. And uh, I mean, yeah, a couple you're an places. angry guy. Are you working? Are you yeah. working on your anger? Are you working on your anger? Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I am. I am. I am, Howard. You know, I've been I've been working on my anger. You know, I've been doing hot yoga. You know, right. cold yoga. You know, medium yoga. You know, like right. all the different. All the different temperatures of yoga, you know what I'm saying? You know, well, what, and, what, what, um, what, what got you uh, so angry when uh, you slapped Chris Rock? What the hell set you off? <laughs> yeah, you know, like I just got like tired, you know, of all the jokes about me and Jada. You know, yeah. like you know, you know, Jada and I, you know, we got our entanglement. But you know, you look, look, it's like what is this. that? What do you mean an entanglement? What is that? Yeah, like I was confused. I was just as confused as you are right now when she said it. I was totally confused. I mean, you you saw my face. I was like, wow, entanglement. Right. Yeah, right. That's what you're yeah. going with, right? Yeah, but yeah. like. Yeah. You can't get entangled in another human being. Like, we're not ropes, cords, and strings. Like, if you get entangled in your woman, she needs to shave. You know what I mean? Cause it's right. like, you know. That's gross. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if, you, if, and if you're a man, if you're a, if you're a woman getting entangled in your man, you know, then, you know, you, you know, it's too big. He's about to kill you. You know what I'm saying? Like me, like, you know, cause big Willie, you know what I mean? But. Yeah, I what? just got tired of it. I got tired of it, man. I mean, we both have our hoes, right? But, you right. know, like, everybody was just commenting on it. Like, and I'm so used to being, like, the golden boy um, where people aren't, like, talking about me in a negative, derogatory way. And, you know, man, I just lost it, man. And because, you well, know, but, but what, what, what all comes down to is this, man. All my hoes are trained to not talk about shit. You know what I mean? Right. The problem with the problem with Jada is, you know, she, you know, they got home training. Like, you know, she don't got no hoe training. Like her hoes aren't trained. <laughs> you know, she been dealing with them hood boys. You know, like talking about our <laughs> shit. You I know. don't even know what we're talking about here, but I, I do know hoes. you want to. I mean, I was like, is he saying hoes really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You look, ah. look, Robin, Robin. You worked with Robin. Just, you were, yeah. Robin was on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, what's it were. like seeing your old castmate here? I mean, hey, uh, it's, it's good, good, good to see you, Robin. Good to see you. I mean, like, you know, it's been years, but, you know, you still look good. You know, you still got it going on. You know, you're still in there. You know, you a move, MILF, cougar, all of that. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I know what you mean. Still, I know what you mean. She yeah. looks good. You were she not. Uh, you, nothing yeah. happened between you two on set. <laughs> you and Robin, nothing. Uh, I hope. Um, <laughs> you know, like back in the day, you know, I'm such a nice dude, man. Like I ain't, you know, I wasn't on that. You know, I probably like read her, a, read her some scriptures. You know, back in the day, right? You know, we did was, pray before the we prayed. Yeah, yeah, we prayed. <laughs> we said, we said, I hope nothing will happen 
in 30 years that will put my career <laughs> on a backslide. And we, we see what that, well, we see what you, that, you, that uh, But, 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 Will, yeah. you have such a great image as this nice guy and what happened at the Oscars. And, you know, by the way, Jimmy Kimmel will be hosting this year. And yeah. I'm worried you might slap him. If <laughs> no, you, uh, show well, up. how's he going to get in, number one? They're not letting him in, are they? Here, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Look, look, you ain't even got to worry about that, you know, because we all know the code. You know, you might get away with smacking a black man on television, uh. but you're not getting away with smacking a white man. You know, that's where the yeah. real repercussions start. You know, like, but you just got to bail. Yeah. But if someone yeah. makes a joke, can you really handle it? Like, if I made a Joda Pinkett Smith joke right now, would you smack yeah, me? I, I, I like how you said Joda. You know what I mean? That's, you know, because, you know, you didn't say the whole thing. So, yeah, w would I smack you? Listen, man, I told you I'm on a spiritual journey that I'm working on. So I might, right, you I'm know, gonna I give take you a joke. I can I'll take a joke. Okay, there. okay. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say yeah. something. I want to see you control yeah. yourself. Jada Listen. Smith. What? Uh, yeah. Let me say yeah. a joke. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. look go like ahead. you're getting ready. Right, 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 ready? Yeah. I'm going to say yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah go okay. ahead. Go ahead. Do your thing. Yeah. 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 Jada Smith is so bold. Now, 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 <laughs> hypothetically, <laughs> if I were to smack you, you know, it would be so hard that, you know, you probably look like Howie Mandel after. You see, there, this like is what I mean. You're still, you're still just, pissed. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not mad about it, but I'm saying. Yeah, I think yeah. you should have apologized to Chris Rock. I called Chris yeah. Rock. He didn't return my call, but uh, I think you should have apologized to him. And I <laughs> want to bring in. I'm going to bring in Chris Rock right now, and I would like <laughs> yeah, you to, oh, to shit. listen. I would like <laughs> you to hear what he has to. <laughs> wow, I'd like you to hear. Well, uh, Mr. Smith, I would <laughs> like you to listen to what Chris Rock has to say, and then yeah. respond in a responsible way. Okay. Boom, boom. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Get him on. Cool. What was that yeah. you just did? What was that? Uh, yeah, that's, that's that like my, um, yeah, that's that. You know how the Incredible Hawk has to count to 10. Yeah, I, that's what I do to like chill out. Yeah. All right. That's Chris Rock. Hold oh. on. Hi, Chris. How are you? Hello. Hello. Uh, hi. Hi. Uh, hey, what's up, yeah. man? What's going hey. on, Howard? Yeah, man. What's up, man? Yeah. Wow, you, by the way, early, you, man. Wow. <laughs> yeah, well, why are you here today? What do you want to say um, to Will Smith? Uh, well, I, I feel like this is kind of a setup, but whatever, you know. Uh, right. shit, man, what do you say to Will Smith? Um, wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my wow. Special is dropping on the third. Okay, okay, okay. Oh. I'm just saying that, okay? So right, right. I mean, uh, your what, special like, is dropping. <laughs> yeah, my spe that's what I say to Will Smith. My special is dropping. All right, let's you know? see you guys shake hands and make up, and that'll be it. Why yes, you Chris, 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 Chris. I've been waiting for this. Oh shit! All right. Go wow, ahead. man. Wow. All right. What do you want to say? What do you want to say? Well, I'll let you talk. You, you know, like, all right. Look, man. Listen. Yo, I, yo, I, you know, I've been doing uh, a lot of like spiritual soul searching and, um, you know, like, you know, I already apologized, you know, to you and, um, your mother on, um, on my YouTube channel. But, you know, sometimes that don't translate to being sincere. Um, so what I'd like to say, Chris, to you, um, as we are both, um, uh, go ahead. Yeah, ahead, yeah I'm, I'm trying to get it out. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> man. All right. Um, 
I apologize to you, Chris, that, okay, Howard, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Come on, man, spit it out, man. Spit it out. Come on, man. Say it, man. Spit it out. Come on. I'm right here. You've been waiting, okay? Okay. Come on. Do it for Chris. Go ahead. Uh, Yeah. All right. Uh, I apologize that... You didn't get smacked earlier. Woo! Yeah. Yo, oh, man, that's crazy. Now, nah, look. Nah, Chris, Chris, wow, I'm, playing, like, okay. I'm playing. All right. I'm playing. All right. I'm playing. Yeah, that's, that's a little jokey right. joke. You know, like, I'm, I'm sorry, to Chris. Chris, yeah. I'm sorry. He's not going to apologize. Wow. Is it really not, a time to joke? Come on. You're not wow. going to the Oscars, Will. That's it. Goodbye. <laughs> wow, man. At least I can still go. Like, you can't even, <laughs> like he can't even show up, Howard, okay? Like, if right. you show up, they will tase the fuck out of you, okay? They have created a security team. Security, security, just for you, okay? Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, okay. like, yeah, all right, look, look, yo, yeah, shit. Look, I, I can't believe this, man. I came all the way here for that. You, you wasted your talk, man. I'm sorry. Chris, it's my fault. I thought he'd apologize to you. I apologize yeah. to you. I apologize Shit, you're gonna get me smacked. Thank you. Again, man. I'm gonna shut the door. <laughs> wow. Here you hey, Bye. can I say one thing? Hold no, on, I'll open no. <laughs> you want to say one more thing here? One thing to Will Smith, okay? Go ahead. Uh, my, my tour is sold out. You know, I, I'm sold out for the next 20 years, thanks to you. You know, thank you. <laughs> right. And yeah. keep Chris Rock's name out your fucking mouth, okay? Okay. Bitch. All right. I'm out. That's it. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, the beautiful Jay Farrow doing both voices. That was that was incredible. That was fascinating. Thank you. I mean, watching you do that. You know, I love watching impressionists do it. Jay Farrow, of course, uh, for many years on Saturday Night Live. Jay's also going to yes, be um, in something called Spinning Gold in theaters everywhere on March 31st. We'll talk about that in a second. Jay, yes, yes. First of all, yes, pleasure sir. to have you on the show. Thanks for doing this today, man. Thank you, man. We met, uh, we met like seven years ago at. at Where Sirius. was that? It was in New York. It was at the, in New York, yeah. I got the picture. I got the picture because I had I was doing a promo run for another project, and I saw you in the hall. And you were like, "Holy shit, Jay Farrow! Hey, man, can we take a picture?" It was like, he was like, yo, man, I, no, I asked you, I said, can I take a picture with you? He was like, absolutely. I love impressionists. I would love to have you on the show. Like, I just, I was, as look, that's my first time doing that too. I've never done I that anywhere. I was going to say, Howard. was that Howard? Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm tapping into it. Wow. <laughs> it's a pre, Jay, it's a, it's a, I'm just starting. Okay. Okay. Jay, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I was thinking about you yesterday because I was watching an interview with Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Mm-hmm. Charlie Rose, this is from years ago. Charlie Rose was interviewing her about being on Seinfeld. Uh-huh. And, she, and he said, what about Saturday Night Live? Did you like? And she kind of was like, you know what? I didn't love being on Saturday Night Live. It wasn't great. It's- it wasn't. A, it was weird, you know? And uh, I was like, I was wondering how you felt about the whole experience, you know? Because you, you, you do like 200 impressions. Yeah. And... Uh, you know it, where it, where are you at with that i mean listen every job has its every job has its highs every job has its lows um as far as i go with that place uh, i i mean of course i loved it sometimes and sometimes it, it it broke me down but uh if you get through that fire you just you know you can do anything after that you know so i mean it's a job what broke that you down you. what what broke you down jake 
what broke me down? I mean, sometimes there would be, you know, I I was, you know, I remember talking to Chris Rock um, years ago and he was like, man, you got to make sure you write two sketches a week. Okay. Two sketches a week. All right. I was writing three, but those sketches would be getting pulled. Like, so I would be, I'd be at SNL and, you know, you do, you write, you're, you're writing all night. You do writing night. And then, you know, you turn in these sketches for them to put through. And then, you know, you get the table and what? All of my sketches have been pulled. I mean, that's cool if it's like the first, like, year, first two years, whatever. But when this is happening four, five, and six, you're like, dude, what is, yo, what, like, what is going on here? You know? And right. a lot of my, a lot of my stuff up there, uh, the things that didn't get a chance to even make the light of the table, a lot of those were based off of performance. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like they don't know, they don't know what it is until they see it. Sometimes on paper, you know what I mean? You can't, you can't imagine. So somebody has to bring it to life. So like I said, that, that part of it will break me down, especially when you would go out and you would have a great show, like maybe the week before and you know, you're killing, you're on this high. And then the next week you just got nothing in the show. And you're just in the back of your grandmother's watching. She's told all her girlfriends. And you, what, what are you going to say to grandma? Well, you know, you watch a rerun, you know, show them a rerun or something. You know what I mean? So yeah. from that aspect, it was, it was, um, it, it was really, it was arduous. It was arduous trying to get a lot of my stuff on. Um, but you know, I was a young, I was, I was younger. You know, I got that show when I was 22, Howard. So, um, you got to, un- yeah, you got to, you got to talk to talk. You got to know how to talk to talk and you got to know how to politic. And I think my introvertedness, <laughs> introvertedness kind of, introvertedness kind of let me away from that just a little bit. But, um, as I learned, you know what I mean? You gotta, you have to politic and you have to, you gotta work with people at that place. You have to do that. So, well, you know um, what's weird? You know what's weird? Yeah. It's like at 22, I, I mean, at 22 to handle being yeah. on Saturday Night Live is a real fucked up thing because, you're still young. You haven't really formulated all of your comedy ideas. Absolutely. And how do you even know how to write sketches at 20? Like, what would prepare you for that? You, where, like, how do you even know how to write a sketch? I mean, I didn't come from the background of the Groundlings or uh, Second yeah, City. Where'd you come or, from? I'm I'm from I'm straight out of straight out of stand up and straight out of Virginia. The closest thing I did to being on a sketch group, and I was on I, I was in a sketch group in college. And that was called uh, NN7 and where I kind of learned how to play off of people. But all of those were all of those sketches weren't written down. You know what I mean? So it was just right. it was just improv. straight out from the head. Yeah. Hey, yeah. It was straight improv. So <clears throat> you just got to you just got to ask around. You know, I, I learned how to do it from uh, talking to Brian Tucker and uh, James Anderson, uh, Ken, Sub- Ken Sublet, um, also uh, Robert Klein um, <clears throat> and a whole Robert bunch Klein, of John Solomon. You- you met yeah. with Robert Klein to me is a genius. How did you oh, meet absolutely. with him? You met him and you said, Hey, I'm going on Saturday Night Live. How do I write a sketch? Like, can you give me some tips no, 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 and no. things like that? No, no, no. He was on Rob Klein, Rob Klein on the show. He's one of the writers on the show. So oh, Rob when Klein. You, I got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> which, I'm like, which Robert Klein? There's, there's a, there's a few of those. There's a few yeah. Rob Kleins that are, that are Caucasian. I'm sure though. That's a, that's a pretty, that's a Caucasian so, name. So I do think. you think, do you think like if you had been at Saturday Night Live and had kind of worked with more people and collaborated with more people that it would have been an easier time for you that you didn't, you didn't collaborate enough and maybe that would have helped you? Um, <clears throat> I would say just from, just from coming from the stand-up background, 
Um, you, yeah, you're used to working by yourself. I think if, I think if I would have had a little more sketch training before it would have, um, it, it probably would have worked out just a little bit better. However, I mean, that's the charm of, of doing standup. Even if you, (laughs) even if your stuff doesn't get picked on the show, you can always get on that stage later and just still, uh, make people laugh and get that little bit of joy out of it. Uh, but but you just don't go ahead. But Jay, if you do 200 impressions, to me, mm-hmm. that seems like a slam dunk home run for Saturday Night Live. In other words, they're always looking for characters and, and, and stuff like that. To me, if I was running Saturday Night Live, I'd want a bunch of impressionists and people who can actually morph into other characters. Right. So it seems to me if you had just walked into that writer's room and started doing like Gilbert Gottfried or something or, you know, something crazy, <laughs> somebody else would have. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, well, I did that. That's what <laughs> that's what I was doing, and it's like that wasn't the way that wasn't the way to do it. I would go down the hallways doing Kanye West. I would go to. I remember it was like my first my first year when I was I was, I was walking down the hall. I'd just be doing random characters. I got an Eddie, got an Eddie Murphy impression. Anybody need an Eddie Murphy impression? I got one. I was like, well, what's your Eddie Murphy? Kanye. What's your Eddie Murphy? Can I can I ask you for a couple of those? Because I love it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, you know, Howard, Howard is crazy because, you know, Eddie's got a few different patinas of characters that he does. But, you know, the laid back guy, you know, the, the Eddie Murphy now is just real, you know, he's cool and he's just like this. And he's not like he's not like this, you know what I mean? To be turning up and be doing all that with the fingers <laughs> and the voices. This is like Eddie Murphy. This is Eddie Murphy when Eddie Murphy doing a character. But, you know, the Eddie Murphy that just sits there and just talks and, you know, I have a lot of kids, you know, I like to. I like to sleep with 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 a lot of. I like to sleep with box and have babies. That's what I like to do. You know, you know, so it's, it's really like, weird. It's really weird how good impressionists can. Are you aware that your whole face changes when you do Eddie? Like, it's really weird how you start looking like Eddie. It's fucking yeah. weird. You know, yeah, sometimes man. I see that on the internet, and I go, I think what they do on Jay's face, they probably like have some app that changes. His, like, it's really just. Is that part of getting impression down? Like, like. Like becoming yes. the guy's face—that's the trick. It's it, it's like it's like a possession almost. And Howard, you know, I'm from a, I'm from a theater background, so you know, just uh, absorbing it. I sound like Will Smith again. That shit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you right. need to get out of Will Smith by doing do yeah. Kanye, and then you'll get out of Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Two one one cancel to another one. Let's go. Uh, you know. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, it, it starts with the, it starts, <laughs> look at that. Yeah, it starts with the, it starts with the like, <laughs> yeah, just like you're a, turning into, you start, your face changes into Will Smith. It's really it's, weird. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, yeah. You're like yeah, a shapeshifter. Like, yes. So <laughs> but weird. they do. It's so funny, man. You talk about those those videos they put online. Sometimes they do put a face filter on them. They do. Like right. sometimes they do. But I don't even need it. I'm looking. It's it is so many apps now that are that are like artificial intelligence. I saw one the other day where they took like uh somebody just took some lyrics and and uh wrote them as Kendrick Lamar and the guy <laughs> said it in a, like a modulator and then he had a Kendrick verse. I'm like, wow. That's who we are now. Those people are cheaters, Howard. I'm not a cheater. Yeah. I do it from the, I get it but from the doesn't, mud. In a way, doesn't that make you angry? Because like, if somebody could go and, and change their face through AI and, yep. and sort of get help with the impression, here you are 
you can go and do this and morph your face into Eddie Murphy's mm-hmm. face or Will Smith's face. It's like it's like yeah. ah fuck this man. They're taking away yeah. my profession. Yeah, I'm like fuck yeah, fuck you guys, fuck you guys for trying to infringe <laughs> on my pockets. I see what you're doing. I don't like right. it. I don't like it one bit, Howard. I I don't. I gotta tell you, it's it's, it's pissing me off. It's pissing me off. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, as, as as much as. As much as technology has is is getting better, because what I'm looking for, <laughs> what, I'm, <laughs> what I'm looking for in the future, what I can't wait for is the robots that clean the house and all of that different type of shit. But <laughs> I'm I'm even scared of that. I mean, but they in China they probably have robots that that will fuck fuck you too. Um, you know, that, that, <laughs> I'm waiting that, for that. I'm looking, that's what I'm looking for. I can't right. I can't wait for that. I'm like, son, Rosie, make Rosie from the Jetsons, make her fuckable. Hell yeah, let's do it. Like, what's wrong? I ain't gotta worry about it. But look at technology. They're putting chips in people's people's heads now. You got folks who are paralyzed from the waist down and and who is it? Elon and is it Elon and Jeff Bezos are trying to trying to put chips in people's heads so they can actually think what they talk and it can work. Like technology is so effed up right now, man. So it's just you have to stay connected in reality because you're not going to know what to believe within the next day. Right. I believe you're that. absolutely yeah. right. I I, I know yeah. the people are changing things all the time. Do you can you make a lot of money with your impressions? Not, not just in stand up, but I was thinking <laughs> like I was watching on some show do Tracy Morgan. Like if I was a guy who made commercials or cartoons and stuff, I'd hire you to do like the Tracy Morgan <laughs> impression. And uh, you know what I mean? It, you if, can. Um, yeah. Can I'll I ask Tracy this. a question? Tracy, uh, how are, um, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You, yeah. Well, well <laughs> what, what happened to your sitcom? I don't see it on anymore. What happened? <laughs> because they be hating on me. They don't want me to be great, Howard. I want to be great. They don't <laughs> want me to be great. Why don't they? they? Who is it? Who is they? Who is they? The people. The people. The people, look, Howard. Well, I saw you on TV, Tracy. You have shark. You have a shark tank in your house with actual live sharks in it. It's you think crazy. dinosaurs existed, Howard? You think dinosaurs existed? Yes. How you know? You ain't never seen one. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I've never seen one, but I believe the history. But maybe you're right. I don't know. Do you believe the Earth is flat, or do you think it's chickens round? can fly, Howard? Chickens can fly. Can chickens they? can fly. You know why chickens stop flying? Why? So we could get to, we could get close to them. They used to be able to fly. They were flying before. <laughs> and we couldn't eat them before. Is that and what you're saying? And we couldn't eat them before. And chicken is delicious. Think if they could all fly. Think if they By could the all way, fly today, we'd be starving. One of the great things about you, Tracy, is I, I, when I go to the Knicks game, you're, you're such a loyal fan of the Knicks. You, you love going to the, and I see you sit right up front and you start yelling at the players. I see That's you. That's what I do, it. Papa. That's what yep. I do, Papa. But I you scream at the players. Yeah, but don't they get angry with you? I mean, no, nah, they don't get angry at me, Howard. I'm Tracy Morgan. Why would they get but angry you, at me? But you can't coach the Knicks. I mean, you're yelling at the players. They're going up and down the court, and you're yelling at them. I mean, you can't. Do if that. I don't coach them, who will, Howard? The coach isn't doing a good job. <laughs> so it's why true. not me? We can't do any worse if uh, you me coach and Spike them, Lee. Me and Spike Lee. We coach the Knicks. We we spit. We got salary. By you the way, I, every year. I can't tell you how worried I was about you when you almost died. Remember when that, that truck hit you, a Walmart truck? And oh. uh, I th- thank God you're alive because I love you so much. And I think you're so funny. I really do. Thank God I'm OK. But look, pay, hey, Walmart had to pay me, Howard. They paid I, me I, money. I heard like a hundred million dollars. Something no, like that's, that. 
Well, that, that's just what's on the internet. Right. <laughs> God knows what it is. But that's how you afford that big, that shark tank, I guess, that unbelievable house that you You have. know those, you know those robots Jay was talking about? I got five yeah. of them in my house. <laughs> you got a robot already. Oh, already I got five of them. <laughs> and they get and pregnant. Get, they can get pregnant. They you love pregnant. pussy. You I love, love pussy. I love it. I love, you love it. it. You love it. Put it on a sandwich. I'll eat it. Put it put it anywhere. Put You're it in my man. milkshake. I'll drink it. I love coaching. People people say to me, who's a real man? And you know who they say? Tracy Morgan is a real man. That's what they say. And I agree. That's right, Papa. And I don't got to lose weight either. Because when you got a gut, guess what? You don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done that for Tracy? Yeah, yeah. He... <laughs> <laughs> Tracy loves this shit, and Tracy and, and Tracy is that 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 thing I told you, man, about the dinosaurs. That's the type of shit that he says to you. He just said, <laughs> and he'll keep he will keep trying to overtalk you. Like Jay, you think dinosaurs existed? I'm like, yeah, of course they did. How you know? You ain't never seen one. I walked up to my grandmother, Papa. I said, I said, she said, she said, you ever seen Trace? You ever seen dino dinosaurs, Tracy? I said, no. She said, you think they exist? I said, yeah. She said, get the fuck out of here. And you can't go against your grandmama. So they don't Tracy, exist. Tracy, you said you have robots in your house. Have you ever tried to make a robot pregnant? I mean, you, have you ever tried? I have. Yourself? I've you gotten have. a robot pregnant. Fuck you talking really? about. I've already got them pregnant. <laughs> it's it's well, the matrix in my house. Howard, it's the matrix. <laughs> That's crazy. What's the craziest thing you bought with all that money you got from Walmart? Walmart. What is it? What's the craziest thing I bought? It's actually a bidet. It's a bidet that checks your prostate, Howard. <laughs> I believe it's you. It's a bidet that checks your prostate. It goes in there. It's, a, it's actually like, it's one, it's actually like, it's like a big super soaker, but it's a super soaker person. <laughs> yeah. It goes in there, sprays it out, gets it clean. Gotta check your prostate, Howard. If you like it, if you like it, you're on the other side. I don't, I don't like think, it. Jay, I don't think anybody did a better Barack Obama than you. And, um, and, and, uh, that was a weird thing too, cause, um, you had to fight for that role as well when you are on Saturday night. You know Live. what? It yeah. was coming into, coming into SNL. There were already, there were already key players that they, they had their go-tos and folks and brilliant folks. Fred Armisen, funny because he just hit me up. I just talked to him. Uh, I just talked to him two days ago. He randomly hit me up, was just checking, checking in. And I think he had a new number. I was like, but I got call ID because I, I got a Samsung. So I was like, oh, snap, this is Fred. And um, I just happened to be in Portland. And I was like, dude, come to the show. But he was he was in L.A. But they had, but back to what you're saying, they had their key players on SNL that did things. Okay, cool. So they used to, they were used to uh, a Keenan being the go-to guy for black characters and, and things of that sort. You had Andy Samberg, uh, who they had uh, do the digital shorts and all of that. And then you had the Barack Obama thing. Now, the significance with those three people is I have a little bit of every single one of those uh, those players. And they're brilliant. I think that Sandberg's brilliant. Armisen, Fred is brilliant. And um, and Keenan is brilliant. But like you said, at the time, I was I was a baby. I was a baby and they didn't trust. You got to build up trust at that place to to be able to um to get those roles and everything and everything. And they, they just yeah. at that time, I don't believe that the trust wasn't there because I was fresh. I was new. And it was my, you know, I was getting used to television and everything. So, um, so how'd you get the you Obama know. role on Saturday Night Live? How did you they eventually work finally, your way in? Two years, yeah. yeah. Two years came in, and you know, that's when I had garnered enough trust. And uh, I remember Lauren had hit me up uh, the summer before uh, the 2012 uh, 
run of election and everything. He said, I think you should. I think you're ready to play Obama. Yeah. Yeah. Just give it a try. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You're ready to do it. You'll, you'll do, you'll do good. You'll do lovely. And yeah. Yeah. You're going to play Obama. And then that, that's pretty. I was like, Oh, okay. I guess, I guess I'm playing Obama and I'm petrified at the time because, you know, when I get, <clears throat> you got to make sure that you do not mess up the lines. You know what I mean? And Barack right. Obama has such a vocabulary. So when they're writing, you have to, you have to uh, familiarize your, yourself with the terms and all of that. And some of those words, and I hadn't seen any of that. I was like, what the hell? What, the, what is yeah, this? You see, I feel for you because yeah. I know when you do your Obama impression, you probably have mm -hmm. certain rhythms and words mm -hmm. that key you into it. When mm -hmm. a bunch of other guys start writing Obama for you, they might not hit. They might write you a funny line, but yeah. it wouldn't be in the cadence of Obama. And right. it wouldn't work for right. the impression. So right. I could see why it would screw you up. What I will say is they have such a, they got such a smart, um, they have such a smart, uh, 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 writing staff over there. So a lot of them came from Harvard, you know, so, you know, and right. look, Obama, there you go. So you're writing things. So, um, I actually, I, I mean, they did a good, they did a good job as far as like, as far as writing some stuff. You know what I mean? As far as uh, getting the getting the lingo down and all of that. But the way that I do Obama on stage would not be the way that I do Obama on national television. You know, right. I remember Lauren called me in one time and uh, I think it was the first first time I had done it or a couple of times or whatever. And he said, man, you got to it was the first time he was like, man, you got to play in presidential or whatever. You got to play right. in presidential. And I was like. But where's the fun in that? Because Obama is so straight. He's so straight laced. He's not allowed to bust loose. But there's a guy behind closed doors that people that people don't get to see. We need to get that guy. That's where the that's where the magic is. Even in 2009, um, I had a character called Chaco Obama. It was Barack Obama's subconscious. This is back in the day. Um, 2010, I got SNL. I showed it to them. And, you know, they were they were on the fence about it because they were like, well, we do the rock Obama. Which, uh, brilliant Seth Myers wrote that brilliant sketch with Dwayne Johnson, brilliant sketch. Um, uh, but they, they say, you know, we, we kind of got that. And then Fred was, Fred was playing him. So yeah. it was kind of, you know, and I had to, and I had to talk to Fred too and say, Hey man, like, are you cool with, with me doing this? And, you know, at first Fred was like, Oh yeah, man, it's all good. But he was connected to that character a little bit, you know. What's so a little of the what, what what is the, a little bit of the Obama that you <laughs> saw that would have been great like like the the guy who uh, we don't get to see Um I it would be the <laughs> it would be the Obama that I saw at the White House when he's just partying turning up and uh listening to 21 Savage that Obama you know what <laughs> What's I mean? it sound like, like <laughs> I mean, what was your what was oh, yeah, your yeah. I, what was your take on uh, uh well uh well all I got to say is this uh there's there's definitely uh, not room for me to uh, say fucked up shit. But uh, if I do say something fucked up, uh, you're still going to like me. Why? Because I'm a sexy guy. Look at me. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I have an IQ of uh, 145. Uh, I've, I've checked. Uh, I uh, My hair, it's uh, nice and smooth. My face, my skin regimen is uh, definitely on fleek. Uh, at some point <laughs> and I, I smell like i smell like uh cold water and baby powder so at the end of the day <laughs> at the end of the day if i get close uh you're gonna want to smash 
Uh, I just got to let you know. <laughs> did you, you're, you're did you like being president, uh, <laughs> President Obama? Did you enjoy it, or was it a pain in the ass? I mean, I, I mean, Howard, let me ask you a question. If you had all the responsibility of the country uh, right. uh, on your head, you, you think your hair would still be uh, black? It wouldn't. I That's went right. from jet black to Cisco in four years. That's right. right. <laughs> it's a, it, I, most of you presidents all turn gray, right? I mean, look at Clinton. Look. look, look at Clinton. Clinton was. Right. I mean, at, at first he was, you know, he was uh he was a nice brunette. Uh, then he turned into a silver fox. I mean, right. when uh, when they're talking about you getting getting some uh, top in the White House, well, if that ever gets out, you know, it's it's a, it's a stressful situation. So uh, right, uh, that, that's what happened to him. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm black. I was black in the white house, Howard. So I, I couldn't do any of those things. Uh, right. They were, they were, they were watching my black ass. So I, <laughs> I couldn't do it. Best part I mean, of living in the white house. What was the best part of living in the white house? Uh, I think it was, uh, going downstairs and in the morning, uh, with Michelle and, you know, blocking out all the security cameras and, uh, 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 uh having intercourse. On uh, George Washington's face. That's what we did. It was, uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, that was beautiful. You know, you know, it was a crazy sketch on Saturday Night Live when they had you as the black Obama and Fred was the white Obama. That was, uh, and then the angel and devil on the shoulder bit. I'm remembering that. That was crazy, crazy bit. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, <clears throat> I, I don't quite remember it, but I mean, uh, the, the, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, well, yeah, yeah, you know what? Uh, actually, yeah, that was cool. Um, I think it was, uh, wasn't it a birthday party? It was a Halloween party, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a Halloween party. And, you know, I had a mask on and I took it off and I revealed myself. Now, um, uh, but that was a, a sketch, job. but that was a sketch that was pitched, right? I mean, they, they were gonna, I, I've, I've read about it. I mean, it was gonna happen, right? Something like I, that. I mean, listen, listen, uh, uh, when it all comes down to it, Jay Farrell had, had an idea. Uh, this was before Ken Peel. He had an idea. It was Chaco Bomb, and it never saw the light of day. But if it would have, I mean, we would have won some Emmys in 2010, <laughs> uh, 2011, no, I read. and probably uh, even beyond. But, Jay, I really did read that. Did you pitched that idea, <laughs> or, and it, uh, I, I don't, it seems like a great idea. I don't know. Everyone gets uptight. I don't get it. Yeah, but like I'm saying, Key, key and Peel, look, which is crazy, is crazy. I'm, when I gave the, I pitched the idea, and then two years later, Key and Peele had the uh, Obama right. anger translators. Doesn't that and doesn't was, that kill you? Doesn't that kill? Yeah, you? it's like if if we just yeah. would. And I feel like we could have made it different enough where it would have it it would have been its own thing. But listen, looking from the outside and now, I'm glad that those brothers actually. I'm glad that they got a chance to do that because if if one of us gets to do it, so if so, if one of us entertainers get to do something like that, it's a win for all of us because it's just pushing the culture for it. So, Jay, um, do, yeah, Jay, do you think you could teach like, do you think becoming a great impressionist, like with the amount of impressions you do and, and you've been so successful at it, do, do you think you can teach someone to do that? Or do you think that's something that you could have learned? Or is it something like that you were just a, a born with that? kind of skill that you just have the ear for it well i think i think me personally uh, it, it's a it's a work ethic thing and it's a, a natural born skill so i think you can't have one without the other if you're not if you're not naturally good at uh if you don't naturally have the ear to to hear 
what people sound like, you're not going to be good at it. But, you know, practice, practice does make perfect. Is there some person who can um, try hard enough where they'll break through and get to it? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Mm. But if you have somebody that does both of those things and they have one naturally already and then the other one is just, you know, then it's like that person is is the ultimate. That person is is built for that. It's almost like if you're not built for it, then don't don't try to do it. And I've had people who reached out to me who don't do impressions. It even happened on the show. Some people don't do impressions and I can give them tips. I gave them tips on what to do. I'll tell you, just like you're saying, you the face. I say, yo, if you get the face down, you'll start morphing into the person. But if that person doesn't have it, if they don't have it here vocally, it's it, you're, it's half ass. You know what I'm saying? When you, but yeah, but when you decide to do someone, do you are you one of those guys like Rich Little used to go down to the basement and watch tape after tape after yep. tape of John? That's what you do. So you do the homework. That's what I'm I mean. doing. I do. You the pick homework. a person. Do you do you look at the TV sometimes and go, I'm gonna. That's the guy I want to learn. I, I'm gonna. You know, I want to learn Tracy Morgan. So I'm gonna watch everything this guy does. Is that is yeah. that the move? Yeah. The, How many hours is, do you put in on that? I mean, it, you're talking about weeks and months sometimes, right? Yo, I never it, it every different every character is different, but I never feel like I uh I never feel like I really conquer a character. That's that's the key to it as well. Never feeling like you're complete with it. Cuz if you feel like you're complete with it, then you just start re- you start regressing, you start going backwards. There's some there's some people who are great at doing certain voices at a time period and now they can't do it anymore cuz they haven't tried. You know what I mean? They mm. have, they they haven't continue to work on it because they had it in their mind yo i'm finished with this and i can't give an exact hour because like i said everybody's different denzel i I took it took three years until i felt like i felt like i could present that you know what i mean my voice wasn't really my voice was lighter yeah yeah took three years so you said you you said to yourself i need to do an impression of denzel washington and (laughs) and then and then your routine becomes Watching Denzel in movies, interviews, whatever you can yep. get your hands on. Yep. And for three years, you watch this guy's tapes. And what would you do? Would you sit in front of a mirror and try to? Yeah. Wow. I would look look in the mirror, contort my face. You know, that was the that's the first thing that gets people when I start doing that one. Is when I start going like this, I start talking like this, and you know, my face starts changing. All of a sudden, you start looking like Denzel. You talk like Denzel. You look like him, and you start thinking like Denzel Howard. That's what it's about, right? Huh? Hmm? See that? You know, you know, Denzel. I love you as the equalizer. I, I yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, I love it too. It's a lot of money. A lot of money, Howard. A lot of money. Yeah, I get a lot of money yeah, for that. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. when you kill these people and you do it yeah. so well, and then you, you look at them with, and you start to. You, you, you kill them effectively within 13 seconds. A whole room of people. It's just incredible. It really is. Yeah, it is. You know, and the equalizing, you know, I got to give it up to Antoine Fuqua. You know, we, he tagged me for that. And, uh, you know, we, we actually making a, making a third one. I usually don't do sequels. That's the only sequel I do. You know, um, it's crazy. All these movies I've done for years and I've never done a sequel except for the equalizer. So if they keep making them and it keeps making money, <laughs> I'll keep doing it. You understand? Yeah. Well, this, uh, you know, no offense to Queen Latifah. She's playing the equalizer on TV, and I don't know. Yeah. It seems a little out of shape to be uh, beating up all those people. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, well, do you have a problem with that at all? Well, me? Because, you know, I, you know, hey, you know, I picked up some weight, but, you know, I'm still moving, huh? I still right. know how to move it, huh? I like to move it, move it, huh? Just like Madagascar, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
So it's, so it's not, you know, so I, I shout out Queen Latifah, you know, she was playing a, playing a character. She's playing a female version on CBS. I played the cinematic version of that, you know, right, both right, black right, actors, right. both getting, you know, yeah, yeah, positivity, huh? Okay. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> by the way, yeah, well, yeah, you know, I love you as an actor. You're fabulous, uh, Denzel. You're just so fabulous. And, and, and you won the Oscar, right? I mean, I'm trying to remember what the hell you won it for, but you must it have was, won it. It was actually training for, day, right? It was for training, training day. And before that, it was, um, it was, it was, um, it was glory before that. Glory you got that the best yeah. supporting. When you, yeah. When, when, yeah. Best Denzel, when, if you don't mind me calling you Denzel, but because we just, yeah, 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 sure, you, yeah. You, you, when you're yeah. an actor, I mean, tremendous amount of it attention uh people the guys love you women the women must come on to you like crazy it's a handsome man too you know? i mean it's crazy. <laughs> well you know the women department you know they they did label me a, a national sex symbol i've won world sexiest man a few times so you know some box yeah. comes with it it comes with the territory huh right sometimes right, right. you know it just sometimes it's just around you know you can't get away from it right huh well if somebody well, when mm -hmm. you make love to a woman, I imagine they expect the fireworks because uh, you're Denzel Washington. I bring the fireworks. How would I bring the fireworks? You understand me? <laughs> when I'm Do in the bedroom, really? yeah. understand I love you. Listen, when I love the ladies, I love them more. I love them. It ain't no ordinary love, Shade. Do you understand me? I right. love them. I love that. I love them externally, internally, metaphysically. I love your mind, your heart, your body, your spirit, and your soul. And with those powers combined, I am Captain Planet. Do you understand me? Huh? Yes, I do. And when you say it, you, you, you know what? Listen, I'm not gay, but you're very sexy. And, and you must look in the mirror and you probably want to have sex with yourself. I mean, so yeah, yeah, handsome, yeah. You know, whatever. It's been you're, a couple you're, you're of jerk sessions. I've, I've looked at myself. I said, you know, just start feeling it, you know, start like, you know, smacking it around a little bit, you know. Huh? Right. That's what you, you do, watch right? porn at all? A guy like you probably of doesn't course. have to. You do? I mean, you don't oh, have to, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta stay hot. You gotta stay up on who's in the streets, right? You gotta stay up on who's hot, right? <laughs> right, right. So right. you gotta you see who's hot. It was huh? probably hard for you to get roles first as an actor because you know the roles in Hollywood back in the day for a black man, very difficult to get, very difficult. And, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. But when you, you know, when the, when the director's wife, you know, wants, you know, probably wants to, you know, do something to you, you know, you get, you, you get your foot in there, right? Right. Director's just like, you know, just don't touch it. You can look, but don't touch. It's like a children. Uh, hey, it's like a museum, right? The velvet and, ropes are around my wife. Denzel, <laughs> you could read the dictionary and I would go watch it on, on film. That's how talented you are. Jay, what, how yeah. do you know? So how old are you when you realize that you can win friends and influence people by doing impressions? And what was the first impression you did? I was six years old, and it was Gilbert Godfrey. It was oh, uh, really? Iago. Yeah, Iago off of Aladdin. Uh -huh. Yeah. And then uh, I, my, my, my girl at the time, I was doing it in front of her. And she was like, you know, you should keep, you're good. You, you, you're good at impressions. You got a good Iago. I was like, where? She was like, yeah. And I just kept doing it. After that, it was Forrest Gump, Sally Field. Uh, How old I were you when was, you did the, the Gilbert Godfrey impression? I was six, man. I started six. all of this at six years. And you had a girl at six. Years. You, you had, had a girl. A girl at six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she was wow. already a pre-thought. She had a girl. She had a boyfriend list, so she was already destined for the streets. You know, she had a boyfriend. <laughs> she, wow. She had a boyfriend. So you went. You get what I'm so, saying? What I say? Destined for the streets. Okay. The pre you're not kidding. The so so the progression was uh, you did Gilbert Gottfried, yeah, and then you said, hey, I'm good at that one. And then you moved on mm -hmm. to, and then it was it was Forrest Gump, Sally Field, and it was Ed, Ed and Eddie, um, and then it Sally was, uh, Field, 
Sally Field, man. I told you, you I, this sound- was before. Yeah, before before my testicles were uh, more robust. <laughs> I, 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 I did <laughs> impersonate Sally. What Field. was your What was your Forrest Gump? Can you Can you pull that one out, or do you have to like dust I, it off I, a bit? Do I still? I it's def it's dusty. The dust is turned orange. That's how dusty it is. But I definitely, <laughs> I could definitely try. Life is like Jenna, La mommy, I'm dying. Jenny, I know I'm not the smartest man you think, but I do love you. So I don't care if you got HIV. We never, she has, she had freaking, she was for the streets. She kept on being street meat. And then finally, <laughs> yeah. she decides to go to go to him at the end, and she's got HIV. It's the most fucked up story, and you never, <laughs> they never tell you if this man has it or if the kid has it. It's like this right. kid is five. You never know. Uh, I, yeah, that yeah. is the most conflicting movie, dog. It's like, yo, what does the feather mean? Does the feather mean he's positive? Is that what the feather means? Like, what? What is it? Remember that little feather that was flying at the end? Jay, you have claimed that you are, and I don't know what this means, you are penis yeah. twins with uh, <laughs> Pete Davidson, who was on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, what, is, yeah. what does that yeah. mean, penis twins? In other words, you have big dick energy? Is that, are you That's, trying to put the word yeah, out? Man. Yeah, I'm just, I'm letting people know, look, he ain't the only, Pete ain't the only one out here, dog. You know what I mean? Right. That's what I'm trying to let people know. It ain't just Pete. But that was, of course, that was a, that was a joke, but the, I, the day that he said that, it was, he came up to me and told me that. And I was like, all right, that's cool, man. Like, yeah, that's what it's supposed to be, bro. Like, yo, dude, it's, dude, it's like, I was like, yeah, okay, that's what it's supposed to be. Fine. Can we move on now? Can we, can we write this sketch? Let's, let, let's write the sketch. Cause, cause. You, you mean, in other words, Pete came up to you and talked about, his big penis to you yeah 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 this back in the day it was back in the day you know what i mean he was, was like hey jay but you know, in other words yeah. now we all know he has a big penis because ariana grande you know he got this string of beautiful right. women uh, right. all i mean and and you were probably like well, what was my string of uh of famous women too why doesn't <laughs> was, anyone know about my yeah. big penis yeah no, nobody's nobody's talking about nobody's talking about this but i didn't listen pete went for the a-list i would be i, I was i was in the <laughs> I was in the bottom of the barrel with Joe. I, I didn't give a fuck. I don't care if you worked at Applebee's or, or you freaking worked at Walmart or you were just somebody that showed up at the show. I was like, yo, you fitting to get this. You fitting to get it. And listen, you <laughs> you tell your friends, God it, but them girls, all I'm known as an underground fucker. I'm an underground fucker. That's what I am. Pete is a mainstream fucker. That's the difference between both of us. On these streets, I am a legend. In the media, he is a legend. That's the difference. <laughs> is there a jealousy when a guy gets famous for all the women that he's fucked? Do you say, Hell you know no. what? I gotta, I gotta get, no, you like being undercover. You like the idea. Yeah. Right. You're out there I, fucking, but nobody knows exactly what you're up to. Y- yes. Yeah. <laughs> As you look, I'm about, look, some church members are probably watching this like, what? Um, <laughs> but that's something, that is something that I think about, man. Like, you know, I, I come from, I come from a real strict Christian household, bro. You know, I got my cross on. The only reason my cross isn't out right now is because it didn't fit around this neck collar of this, uh, <laughs> of this, uh, Kanye West sweater that I'm wearing here. Right. But I think about that, you know, and that's always been something, um, that has, uh, 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 uh kept me cemented to not like, to not like be out there like that and just put, cause I'm really a freaking, I'm an underground 
undercover freak. And if you come to my shows, I, I say this. Like, it's my truth, and I'm working on it. But, dude, when you try to stop your kid from seeing all of this shit, like, my parents were like that, dude. Like, there would be, if something would, if something would play on television, it'd be... Like, okay, I don't that that one movie uh 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 where Bill Pullman and the girl from I don't know what the fuck her name is, I forgot, but she was real sexy back in the nineties. Anyway, she was she left him, her name was Bridget in the movie, and she left Bill Pullman and she had this scene where she was um she was in an alley with this dude and you saw his pants at his ankles. And, you know, he was, huh, huh. as soon as shit like that would happen, my parents would flick the television off. <laughs> that, you're not helping me because now I want to see it. I want to see right. what that was. And it's right. going to burn in my head until I get a chance to see it. So when you try to compress and stop, you keep trying to stop your child from seeing all this, you can turn them into a freak, turns them into a freak. So I'm like, so now. With you. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. yeah. When you make something uh, forbidden, you know, yeah. it becomes the forbidden fruit. So you right. come from a religious family. Right away, your parents yeah. think they're going to turn you into a nun because they're going to keep away <laughs> any kind of sex scenes. Of course you right. and now you are a freak you love sex and you love having sex and you love uh you're underground and you love it that's well, it i that's... think that it was allegedly to then say <laughs> that he was pete's twin because now he's announcing himself to hollywood <laughs> just uh, <laughs> don't yeah. overlook me <laughs> uh, just just letting you know you know what i mean hey if, if, if really we can do something for this role like come, come like like talk to me you know we can work something out that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to tell people. We can work it out. Come to my house. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. Listen, I'm a munch. Don't worry. I am a munch. I'm a full munch. You know what I'm saying when I say munch yes. out. You know what yeah. I'm talking as about. Okay. Yeah. But, but, well, as long as you're putting it out there, Jay, and 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 it's fascinating yeah. to me. How many inches uh -huh. are you? I mean, so we can get the word out to Hollywood and I just, everyone else. I just, yo, nine. You didn't I just, give me yo, the not. Oh, you said nine. It's okay, something. I missed that. I, I didn't. I didn't realize you let that. That went by fast. Nine inches. Yeah. My God. Nine. Wow. That so when you a pause. That deserves and you, a pause. And, and Jay, you measured it. You measured it from your balls, or you you, you actually did it from the base. Uh, when no, you, you do it. No, nah, you you measure it from right right there, right where your pelvis is. Pull the joint out. Pull. I got the I got the tape. I got the measurement tape wow. right there. Pulled it out. I was like, wow. I was impressed with myself. I said, man. Would you mind? Would you mind taking that and slapping it into the microphone so the audience gets it? Uh, right now. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. please. I don't man. think my reverend would like that. No. <laughs> It's but hard hey, being man, religious it, because you know the church is listening. They 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 want to know what you're up to. So you will never settle down. Will you always be? Um, will I wouldn't you always, say that. You you think you will settle down at, at some? Point? I wouldn't say that Not yet, dude. I was the I was the friend in my group that everybody thought was going to get married. I thought I was going to get married earlier. Like I thought when I was 26. I thought when I was 22, I was with this girl for four years. I thought it was over, but you know, she was um. It didn't work out. You know, she, uh, we went on a break and she ended up, you know, getting, uh, she ended up getting pregnant and, uh, you know, you can't, you can't return that. So, uh, I'll know what you want me to do. I, I mean, I can't imagine with your nine inches, I can't imagine any woman ever leaving you. <laughs> Jesus. I yeah. mean, uh, you know, I mean, honestly, I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's, I do uh, get, inches. I do get, uh, they do get mad. They get, they get mad if I, when I break it off. They really do. Like, um, they, they, they do. Cause man, I'm, I'm a Libra too. So I do, I do it all. I just like, I gotta it. tell you, Jay, I love interviewing men who have a big penis yeah. because I have such really? penis envy. I do because I, mine's like, like really small. 
What's, and, what, uh, what, I mean, what is nine what inches. Well, you've got like four of my penises, so you do the math. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean. But but uh, when you when you make love to a new woman, do they uh-huh. like? Do they freak out? Does, have you ever had a woman say, "Listen, Jay, you're a nice guy, but I don't even know that I can handle this thing." Uh, to be yeah. honest with you, that's happened. Yeah, it's definitely happened. Or you More than get once. This- what the fuck? Yeah, that's you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I would only dream that a woman would be a little bit frightened when I pulled down my underwear. And you know what I mean? I, I would love here's it. A, here's the thing, though. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, like a Decepticon because I got like a jack in the box. So, you know what I mean? So it right. start. It'll be like it look like it will look like six, about six and a half. And then I'll get I'll turn when it turn on. That's what it go. It'll go full nine. It'll be like, yo, what the fuck is this? I'm like, mm, yeah, ask for it. You know what I'm saying? It's just <laughs> well, it's like a jet. You wind me up and it just pops out at you. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> hits you in the face like the freedom fist right there. Well, face. it makes sense in a way. The way you change your face when you do an impression it would only stand to yep. reason that your penis actually changes and, yeah. and, and becomes this. Wow. You know what I find add. fascinating? I find fascinating that you and Pete Davidson would discuss your penis size and then Pete would go around what, telling yeah, people. I did, I didn't want, like, I didn't, I didn't ask for it. He just came up to me and he said it. I was just like, okay. <laughs> but I mean, what is the, Jay, what is the circumstance? I mean, a guy comes up to you, like, Pete comes up to you and goes, listen, I just want you to know something, Jay, if we're going to work together. I've got a, uh, I've got a nine inch penis or, or something like that. I mean, it's crazy. What was, what, like, Pete was, Pete was so, uh, he was, he's so, he was so, he was a young, he was a baby when he came in. So he would give gratuitous details sometimes. He's like, dude, what the, <laughs> The hell? Ah. No, what, why would you? Why are you telling me? Like, okay, cool. All right, now I can die happy. I know that you got a nice wing. You know what I mean? I don't fucking yeah. What am I supposed to do with this? It's just, and th- that's just that's just Pete, man. Pete is it? That's it. That's the reason. It ain't got nothing to do with all of his energy. That has something to do with it. But he's just very vulnerable. He's very open. He doesn't mind. He doesn't mind talking. And you yeah, know, I like the guy. I do. I've had him like on the vulnerability. Show. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you've had him yeah. on the show already. Yeah, oh yeah, I've course. had Pete on a couple of times. Absolutely. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I like yeah. It. He's definitely been on Howard Stern. Yeah, um, yeah, Howard. It's that thing, bro. Like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, some, <laughs> I, I don't get it. Like, Pete, they just what like is your, me. Pete, yeah. what's your secret? You've made love. Who is the best, Pete? I'm going to ask you a question: Kim Kardashian, Ariana Grande, or uh, the the, the uh, um. Uh, what's Kate Beckinsale? Yes, Kate Beck. Thank you, Rob. Kate Beckinsale. Uh, who's the who's best? the best? Uh, Oprah is Howard. Oprah. Oprah. Best. Yeah. You, but but you yeah. never. That's never been publicized. You made no, love to Oprah. It, it doesn't need to be. It happened. So yeah. <laughs> How does that happen? How did you end up banging Oprah? Uh, you know, I was I came by and I was like, you know, I'm. I, you know, I want, I want to read your book. And, you know, she invited me into the house. She told Stedman to leave. And, oh, we, yeah, we did it, Howard. And, wow. You know, she, she invited Patty LaBelle over after Patty. Patty LaBelle. What about yeah. Gail King? Was she involved too? Uh, uh, she tried to be, but, uh, you know, I politely passed. I was like, you know, I just want Oprah. Like, too many. Too many milfs and cougars just might make you know, uh, it might blow my head off. Like I just one at a time. So I was you, like, uh, not Pete, that she's have, not attractive, but she, I didn't want to do it at that time. Yeah, Pete, do you have a nickname for your schlong? Do you call it by an? It's so big and 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 full. I would imagine that uh, uh, there's some you named it. 
I call it Sauron from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Really? Sauron. <laughs> yeah. Cause it, it, you know, it's, you know, like Sauron was on like that, that, that tower and the tower was like higher than everything. And right. it's the eye was up there and he always like focused on like the right thing. Like I, like, bro, let's be honest, bro. Like my track record with women is like crazy. Like, I don't know. It's amazing. All that. So Dude, it's just, legendary. I, it's legendary. I call it Sauron. The, the of Sauron. I mean, you you made love to uh, Kaya Gerber, who is Cindy Crawford's daughter. You had. I mean, yeah. the list is unbelievable. I mean, I, I've never seen and, a list and like Emily that. Emily Ratajkowski. Emily Ratajkowski. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of. I'm kind of a hot commodity, Howard. You know, <laughs> yeah. I see it though. You're fun. You're, you're yeah. You know, you, you know, you're a nice. I have guy. a problem with wind. I have irritable bowel syndrome. Like, come on, it's whatever. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. They love you. The women love yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. If you can, if you have a big slong, it doesn't matter if you shit all the time. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't. They'll, they'll like, even if you don't wipe your ass, it, like women will still yeah. want. It. Well. You, you probably want to do that because if you got a slong like mine, they're gonna want to like probably go back there. I, I don't like you know. I, I'm not. It's whatever. Like I'm really not asking you to do it, but if you do, like cool. You know, you, Jay. Uh, will you ever, Jay? Will you ever work <laughs> nude in a film so people can finally see your slong? I mean, uh, I saw Mr. Skin. Uh, Mr. Skin, the equivalent for um, of men is Mr. Man. And they say you got one star rating because you've never done any nude scenes, only topless in your work. In your work, you see, I would, I don't, I wouldn't mind doing a, I, I'd do a naked scene. I don't, I would really care. Really, what the I fuck? Could do I it. would if, if I was you, it, I would, I would do it. It just depends on, it just depends on who it. As long as it's a fruitful, like substantive character or whatever, I'd be naked on camera. I wouldn't mind that, you know. I don't, I, I don't think it ruins your career. I think it kind of helps. People be like, ooh, even the both sides. They be, ooh, 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 look at that. That nice. I want some of that. Yeah. Jay, you, you, uh, I, I read on a tweet that you lost 20 pounds in three weeks at the start of yeah. the year. No um, bullshit. I, but I, I, I see you as a guy in good shape. I mean, I don't, do you, do you have great weight fluctuation? It, it goes up and down all the time. And it's been, it's been like that since I was a kid. Um, you know, at six years old, I, I gained a lot of, I gained a lot of weight when I was six. And I, then you I were was a heavy kid. Much, I was a heavy kid pretty much from six to 17. So really, this is what, when I was 17 years old and I was, I was really depressed, Howard, cause I was, I was at a real low point. I was at my heaviest. I was 250. And I looked mm. in the mirror. I, I said, man, and I said, if I don't, if I don't change this, I'm going to end up killing myself. Like, I literally said that. I was like, yo, if I don't change this, I'm going to end up doing something to myself. So you felt suicidal? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely wow. did. And I dropped 75 pounds within three and a half to four months. I, I did it because I focused my ass off. So it is not foreign for me just dropping weight. I know how to do it, you know? Um, controlled diet. I was, I was eating, um, a little plate of barbecue. I had salad, but I put lemon juice on it with a little bit of salt. And I, I ran on the treadmill level six, 10 minutes a day for mm. three and a half, four months. And the weight just fell off. And I thought I was doing shit. I thought I was really, I was like, yeah, man, I'm, I've lost a lot of weight and I've kept that in my mind for years. My cousin who lives in New York, he dropped 250 pounds in Jesus. four months. I wow. said, how the hell did you do that? He said, yo, he's a big dude. He's like six foot. He's like six ten. He's six ten and he was five hundred pounds. 
He said he stopped. He ate like a quarter of what he was eating. He walked every day from like Brooklyn and to uh to another. He went from Brooklyn to somewhere else. Maybe he just walked Brooklyn. Like he went from uh uptown Brooklyn to downtown Brooklyn. Maybe he did that. But he lost, and I saw him. Like he's half of what he was. He looks like Fifty Cent with sagging skin. It is incredible <laughs> what he has done. What, what do you? What do you? Um. So so when you were this heavy weight, when you were in, I guess, high mm-hmm. school years, and even earlier, did yeah. you become kind of an introvert, an outcast? Were you? Uh, it, it cost you friend. Were you goofed on a lot? Were you bullied? Yeah, man, I was bullied. I was bullied mm-hmm. a lot. Um. Definitely picked on. Even dude, that that was everywhere. That was at that was at school. That was at church. It was at uh, you know, I would go to daycare, or whatever. You know, I have a my, my people. My people's were in the we're in the suburbs, right? So when I would go to places like the Boys and Girls Club or whatever, I would sound like a Caucasian kid. So they would make fun of that. So that was something for them to post. Oh, but why you talk like that? I'm like, what do you mean? Like I'm talking proper. This is <laughs> this is how I'm supposed to talk. Like, what do you mean? I'm sounding like Donald Glover and shit. And then they would, um, you know, they would pick on me. And at church, same thing. I'll get, I get picked on school, same thing at the house. Like I, I say this, like when I was younger, I remember my, my dad used to, he would make me get on the scale and he would, he would tell me to get on the scale in front of the whole, in front of everybody in my house. And he would mm-hmm. look at the number. He'd be like, God dang, like he would do that. That fuck with me, man. It really did. Yeah. It's kind of funny because now he's, I, I love my dad now. We have a great relationship, but he's overweight now. So when I go back to <laughs> stick him on the scale, I'm like, hey, man, get on the scale. Let me see how much you weigh. I'm like, damn, good. God damn. That's, hey, you, you got changed. You, you a fat, you're getting fat, man. You need to change that. So it's like, I've learned, I learned how to cope with it. When I was 17, no, they found out in school that I can do impressions and that changed everything. But I was like, it was a little too late now because I was a young, I was a young senior. I was 17 when I graduated. So like my, on my last year, people when were you like, got, oh. When you got on Saturday Night Live, you start to get famous uh-huh. and you know, do you start hearing from these fucks who were uh, picking on you? And oh were, yeah. And what, what yeah. is that? What, like, do you just want to say to them, why don't you just go take a flying fuck for yourself? Because. I needed you guys back when I was heavy and I wasn't the, the man, so to speak. Yeah. You know, what, what is that like for you? And did you have the satisfaction of, you I, know, grabbing one of these guys and going, fuck off? No, my satisfaction, my satisfaction was just, um, taking my energy away from them. Like <clears throat> I ran into one of the guys, uh, when I was at seven 11, this dude that he kind of, he really flipped on me. I thought he was my friend when I was younger turned out flipping on me and ended up with people joking me we were still kind of cool but he had he had went to the other side and everything what i say mm-hmm. he went to the other side those people that were f- fucking with me and mm-hmm. he was like yeah man i remember i mean we was in school i tell people all the time yo jerry we were cool i'm just looking at him like yeah that's cool yeah man it's good to see you what are you doing now that's good man you keep it you keep doing that you know what i mean i totally Totally not giving people your energy is a better fuck you than saying fuck you to them. I agree. Yeah. Real talk. Yeah. Because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I knew lots of guys who were real pricks to me and uh, I had the, I had the, uh, one of them had the audacity to come up to me and say, uh, Hey, we should be friends. We're so much alike and blah, blah, blah. And I just went, Oh yeah. Hey man. Good. You know, and I went to myself, "Hmm, yeah, you want to get in on my world now. Fuck you. You don't get in. Mm-mm, you're not going to have the fun I'm having. You what did Rick Ross it. say? 
Bitch, you wasn't with me bowling in the gym. Huh? Maybe said that like that's real. <laughs> yeah. You weren't with me bowling in the gym. Get the fuck away from me. I'll say it inside of my head. No need to say it outside because that will give you satisfaction. Huh? You know what I mean? Real talk. Yeah. That's how I. That's how I run I my mean, stuff. What the hell gave you the bravery to go up on stage and just start doing stand up? At what? How old were you? About nineteen when you started going up on stage? Mm mm. I was sixteen. I was sixteen, 16. when I started going on stage. Fifteen. Wow. Fifteen. I started kind of doing stand up, but sixteen is when I finally got on stage. Um, now all my family members knew that I could do impressions, except for my my mother and my father, because when I was at the house, Howard, I would be inside of my room and the door would be closed because I felt like that was my way to kind of just like stay away from. That was my way to cope with everything that was happening. I go in my room, I close the door. I would I would study these characters and I would just get them down like that's what I would do. But when I was around my cousins and my uncles and everything, I would do that like they brought it out of me. I was it was a comfort. It was a it was more of a comfort with them at the time than it was with my parents, because, you know, the people that you get punished by and everything. And I took crazy punishments when I was a little kid. I remember one time my mother took my television out of my room for a year just because. Uh, I was at church and I told, uh, one of the, 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 uh, one of the deacons to Noah's roll and shut his mouth and I was going to take the Bible <laughs> and turn it sideways and stick it straight up his candy yams. He told my parents, <laughs> I said ass. And then they, they were like, well, no, nah, you can't watch SmackDown. So my mother took my television out of my room and I didn't have cable at the time. <laughs> I had cable in the first house. We got in the second house. We had no cable until later. My dad was like, we got to get cable, but. Um, she put that joint in the corner for a year and I couldn't, and I couldn't watch SmackDown. And that was my one, that was my one little release. That was my one entertainment thing. So, uh, these people, so these folks in my house and everything, love them to death, everything, but I would, I would disconnect. I would go in my room. I would close the door. And when but I would it makes get sense. around my, yeah, it makes yeah. sense, Jay, because yeah. you think about it. You're this kid, overweight kid, not particularly liked at school, goofed on at church where you think you'd have some solace. And then At all of church? a sudden, yeah, right. You would think someone would be nice. They, they're thinking about Jesus and they're thinking about being kind to your brother and all that stuff. And, and, you know, and you're getting picked on. It's just, yeah. it's, it's relentless. So you go in your room and you invent all your own friends. You're suddenly hanging out That's in Hollywood with yep. all these famous people. Cause That's you exactly can do the what impression. I did. Yeah. That's exactly what I did. It was like, I don't need, I don't need friends. I can make them. <laughs> I'll make, I'll make all of these friends and. Look, it worked out. It it, it really it, it, it worked, worked out, out. But there's something sad about it in there. Like I I know Absolutely. I did the same thing with puppetry. I became really into marionettes and ventriloquism uh, because I too, w you know, w went into a room and created a fantasy. These were yeah. people I could control. You know, these these inanimate objects. And you think about the the impressions. And yeah, it did serve you well. But yeah. it's sad. It's sad that you had to go through so much shit to get there but yeah what doesn't what doesn't kill you only turns you only only puts the pressure on you and chips away and makes you more into a diamond and that's some real talk and that's that's what i believe everything that you're going through i wouldn't take anything back that went that that went on when i was a kid man because it, it just molded me into the person i am today and it molded me into a person that today i like myself i might not have liked myself back then for some period of time but as you can see through my story, when I don't like something, I change it. I even graduated with honors that year when I graduated, 17. I went from a 2.45 to a 3.06 in a year and graduated with honors.
Like I was, I applied myself. I said, okay, let me go ahead and do this at the end. It's always seems like at the end of whatever's going on, that's when I start turning up and that's when I start getting it. It's at the, it's at the end. Even, Isn't that even, a bitch? Dude, that happened Saturday Night Live? Like all I of a feel, sudden yeah. you start getting it and then, then you're not there anymore. Then you're not there anymore. Yeah. That's, uh, mm. that's the narrative that's been running for everything. I don't know when the hell I'm going to get married. It might be 55 shit. I don't know. I mean, or <laughs> no rush. I, you don't know. I might, you know, this is my first year that I could run the country, you know, legally, which I will never do, but you know, maybe I'll get it. Maybe I'll get it right this time. I feel like I, I do feel like as far as a comedian goes on stage, I'm the best that I've ever been. Ever right now, I feel like there's a post that I'm hitting that I have never hit. There's a stride that's going. I think it's and it's all happening at the perfect time. So when what are you doing out, in your act now? Are you doing impressions and also I talk, talk, I talk about, about your life. life. The impressions yeah. are the impressions of my stand up are sprinkles, man. They're, they're right. just sprinkles to this cake with frosting on it already. Whereas before it wasn't like that. When I was younger, it was more the impressions were the cake. Now it's changed. People come to why the show that, now and they why why is that so important? Because like you hear Jim Carrey, who's brilliant mm -hmm. at impressions. He mm -hmm. had a, an act when he was young, all impressions, and he, yep. it, it dawned on him. He said, "If I'm going to be big, fuck these impressions." He put them aside, and he started doing material. Yep. What, what, why why can't the impressions be the thing? What is it? People don't view you the same way if all you do is impressions. Is that it? They, people will characterize you as a one trick pony. That's what they'll say. They'll say you, you only got one trick in your bag. And I mean, look, it works for some people. It does. Like look at, look at Rich Little. Rich Little yeah. is a, is a brilliant impressionist. And that's all he, that's pretty much all he, pretty much all he does. And it works for him. But to be, I think it's more pressure even in the black community. I know Jim Carrey said what he said, but Jim Carrey would have been fine either way. He would have been right. fine either way. When you have so much, you have so much criticism. You have so many people who are ready to count you out. You have so many people who are already not supporting you. You're, you have to, you got to prove, you have to prove yourself and you have to carve a certain niche out for yourself. You gotta, you, you gotta be different because if you're not, you'll just get shuffled under the pile and they'll be like, Oh yeah, he just does that. And then be like, whatever. So I think it's, I think it's super important. It was for me to just show people like, look, this ain't, this isn't all I, this isn't all I got. I just didn't understand how to translate it to a, uh, to the ubiquitous audience. I didn't know how to do that. I, I really didn't. I used to, when I did stand up when I was, when I was younger, it would cater to a certain audience. Like, okay, I would do my church. I was in my church. I knew the material I could do. So I could do voices. I could do, I could do, uh, I could talk about what was happening in the church and I could, I could connect with them. When I was at school, I knew the material. I could talk about what was happening in the lunchroom. I could talk about what was happening with the staff, teachers, and all of that. I didn't know how to do that when I was younger. At 20, at, at 22, even at 19, being on the road with Charlie Murphy, I was still trying to figure that second part out. And it was a lot of, more, it was more pressure on me, even with that. Charlie Murphy is Eddie Murphy's brother. Charlie right. Murphy told me that he said, dude, you got the same chops that my brother has. And I know him. He's like, yo, I, I see it. You have the same chops. Never forget that. You know, you're more than just an impressionist. That's what. So when you got that pressure going on and then when you get on SNL and you look like Eddie Murphy, you know what I'm saying? There yeah. is it's it's a. Uh, 
you want to you do want to find your voice quicker. You want to find your voice, but you can't force finding your voice. It's right. going to happen. It's going to happen whenever you comedically mature. And I think so in other words, that, there was a, yeah. there was a lot of pressure on you. Jay, and oh, when yeah. you joined Saturday Night Live, because everyone said, "Well, you should be the next Eddie Murphy. You do impressions, right. and right. you should do, and you should, you should, you should, you should, and you to you're totally compared to him." But and but it's but Howard, you know, I was putting pressure on myself too because um, people, when I grew up, people would say that that's what that's who I was compared to all right. my life. I was compared to him and Will Smith all my life. No bullshit. Right. Like it, they saw it with. <laughs> Wilson, I had to, my ears were poke, my ears used to poke out way farther <laughs> than now. I'm that ass, like, my ears used to, like, it used to be on some freaking Lord of the Rings shit, son, like, for real, like, my ears would, would, would pop the fuck out. But, um, I would hear you, this all my life. Yeah, I could imagine. And, and, and Charlie Murphy, when you were 19 years old, saw you on stage, took you on tour with him. He's a bit, he used to come on my show all the time, Charlie. Uh, loved yeah. that guy. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, yeah man. Was, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. How, how would, man? You know what's crazy, man? These young motherfuckers, man, they don't know shit, right? Generation Z doesn't even know how to write cursive, nigga. That's crazy, man. <laughs> that was him. <laughs> and and, and uh, so he was he was a great guy for you, for him to take Absolutely. you on the road. Oh, yeah. You must miss him, huh? I, mean, I do, uh, man. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I really I really miss him because he, he, he showed me the game, you know, when I was when I was a kid. And he always told me. When you get on stage, man, you just make sure that you tell them the truth. Don't lie to them, Jay. Always keep it a hundred with them. Even if you, even if you say something and it didn't happen, be like, nah, I'm just kidding, whatever. You know, it ain't happened. But always tell them the truth because they can read that. The crowd can read authenticity the same way they can read disingenuousness. It's just like if you, if you having a conversation with somebody, y'all talking about whatever, and then they say something that doesn't make sense. It's a little in there, but. Some of it just didn't hit. You'll be looking at them like this, and it kind of takes it diverts your your attention. It takes you off. He's like, it's like, wait a minute, wait a second. You don't even talk about the topic no more. You're like, wait a minute, that doesn't it doesn't feel authentic. People can feel it, man. So yeah, he took me to one. Yeah, I'm yeah. now thinking about Eddie Murphy's act. I used to go see him do stand up. Oh my god, and, it must uh, have been amazing. It was amazing. I saw him, I think, two times, and. Mm -hmm. uh it's funny. He was, and he was already on Saturday Night Live, and I was a huge fan. And then you'd see him. He he would do a couple of little impressions, like he'd throw in Bill Cosby and this and that. And I'd be sitting there going, I just wish he would do more of that. I want more. I want more. I want more. But he he, mm -hmm. he purposely, you know, he'd do a little Stevie Wonder. He'd do yeah. a little bit Cosby. And you're right. He 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 would. The reason he was so strong at at stand up was that he didn't just rely on that. He gave you the full. You know the full yep. thing. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. Yeah, and I and like now, I mean, and, and like you're saying, Eddie Murphy is a Eddie Murphy is a brilliant impressionist. But is even a quote where he said, "I started off as that, and I became a comedian. I started right. off as an impressionist, which is just the art of observation, and then I started observing everything, became a full blown comedian. And I feel like that's the, I think that's the groove where I'm at right now, which feels really good. Um, if you if you want to yeah. see Jay, he'll be at the Addison yeah. Improv in Texas from oh, March yeah. 10th through the 12th and the Pittsburgh Improv March 17th through the 19th. And I should plug, Jay, I'm really glad you came in today. It was really, really great to uh, have Absolutely. you on. Uh, you can see Jay in Spinning Gold. Spinning Gold. 
in theaters yeah, everywhere on March 31st. What's that? That's a, um, when's that coming out? March, what is it? March, March 31st. 31st. Okay. It is the what? Casablanca Buddha Records biopic. So the story of, um, the story of Kiss, the story of Donna Summers, the story of Bill Weathers, the story of, um, uh, uh, P-Funk, the story of the village people, like everybody that was on that label. Yo, it, it's this, it's that. And you'll see how it's, it's so. The Who do you play? Is, I play Cecil Holmes. I'm Neil Bogart's right hand man. Neil Bogart okay. was the founder of Casablanca and Buddha Records. I'm his right hand man. And the role is, I mean, it's, it's dramatic. It's dramatic. Of course, there's a little bit of comedy in there. Of course, you can't, you're not going to go without, you're not going to go without, without some comedy in there, but it's a real role. And if it, if it does get the eyes like it's supposed to get, um, I mean, definitely as far as I go, people will see me a little, people will see me differently, I think. I, and there's a, there is some, there are some Oscar scenes in that movie. And I just hope, I hope that it does the numbers that we all hope it would do because everybody needs to know that story, man. I really think they do. And, um, uh, shout out to, shout out to everybody, shout out to everybody, man. We took, it took like three years to do that movie. We started shooting it in Montreal. And then uh, got shut down. The pandemic happened, and we, oh. we finished it in 2021 in New Jersey, which is crazy. And we finished in New Jersey, started in Montreal. So, and we got all usually the when these oh. when these films get shut down like that, Jay, it's like over. They don't, like, you know, they, they, don't yeah. they don't come back. So that's that's great. Except that's for Jaws, remember Jaws? Really? Jaws. How, how Jaws what was, was the story on Jaws? Jaws, I think it was for what was it for? Two months, Richard Branson was it not Richard Branson, uh, Richard, uh, Richard Dreyfus, right? Richard Dreyfus, right? It was like, yeah, we were just, we were just sitting around and, you know, then all of a sudden they just <laughs> started to, they started filming again. They started filming and hey, we've got a shark. And he's, <laughs> and, but it, but that was shut down and it, and it turned out to be such a classic. And he was originally in spinning gold. But, you know, I think he uh, something happened. It didn't allow him to continue filming. But wouldn't that be such a crazy story if if this is what that is? I, I, I would love that. It would it would it, symbolically to me. It would just mean it would mean the world. You know, real talk. So I hope I hope it does well. man. Because uh, yeah, well, everybody uh, busted their ass in that. Movie. It's a it's a good topic. I mean, yeah. Casablanca Records. And that was a crazy time. For sure. It was it was sex, drugs and rock and roll and like some of the shit that happens today, it don't it don't even touch. It won't even touch what happened back then. It was so much shit going on. But that's the charm, that was the beauty of it, man. You know? Before all Fantastic. of the organizations. Jay Farrow, real pleasure. I'm glad Thank we got brother. to talk impressions Saturday Night Live. And I didn't, I didn't even realize get- I didn't even realize, Howard, that you were uh, some things about you. I didn't realize that you were you were picked on and bullied and all of that. I didn't know that, man. I really didn't know. Uh, <laughs> well, first of all, Jay, I um I grew up in the same community Eddie Murphy did, Roosevelt, Long Island, which is a whole other story, and uh, <laughs> it was it was not fun. <laughs> it was you know, it was a weird upbringing to tell you the truth. And really? uh, it, crazy. Well, yeah, it's weird being the only white guy in an all black community. You know, it's hey. like a reverse situation. Um, like, you, you know, it was weird. It was weird. Did, and it was did, tough. Did you ever feel black adjacent? Did you feel black adjacent? I wanted to be black. First of all, I was in a reality where being white was 
the worst thing you could be was at a time when Martin Luther King had been assassinated. Um, uh, people were looking to beat up somebody because, mm. you know, it was and it was, you know, it was it was a weird thing to be uh, taken advantage because of the color of your skin. No girl would date you because she was afraid you get beaten that, that she'd get beaten up. Oh, so wow. it was it was really weird. So it was just a very strange existence. Well, I'm, and yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I I, I was I'm, like, oh, I wish I was black. You know, it'd be so much easier. It'd be if only I could be black, my life would be simple. <laughs> oh <This> boy. Is, <laughs> Yeah. Imagine that reality. That is weird, right? Yeah, I'd be like a white dude wanting to be black. Yeah, I w- like, and I would, I would even uh, attempt like a, a a black affect that some of the kids had, or I would try to bring. I brought in a Beatles record when the Sergeant Pepper's came out to uh, my class, and kids wanted to kill me for that. You know, <laughs> in my community, it was uh, the Supremes and the Temptations and. Um, James Brown was God, not the Beatles. Nobody gave a fuck about the Beatles. You know, it was yes. just, it was just it was a different uh, time. It was a different, different time. It was a different time. Because I don't know anybody in 2023, any white person in 2023 would be like, yeah, man, I want to be black. Probably secretly. Yeah. Like, I want to be able to dance better. But as far as just. <laughs> no, I was like, I, just, I was tired of getting beaten up. That was it. I didn't, I didn't oh, like it. Man, it was crazy. Man. I understood well, it, though, in a way. Yeah. If I was if I was your friend back then, I would I would have fought for you. I would I would have fought beside you, brother. That's real. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't trust. You would. No, no. You think you think you would have. There was one black guy in my neighborhood who wanted to come home and play chess with me, and we were walking home, and a group of kids came over and beat the shit out of him because he was going to my house. Beat the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah. I actually had him on the on the show once years ago. Really. Yeah, well, nice uh, guy. Well, well, Howard, I'll, well, shoot, yeah, that, that just say that, uh, man, you know, maybe I would just, uh, maybe I would just send you a telegram or something, man. Uh, just, uh, keep hey, fighting you know a good fight, it, bro. Well, you know what it is? Maybe it wasn't because I was white. Maybe it's because I was a douche. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> you know, you just don't know. I don't know the secret. But Jay, uh, great to, great to talk to you and, uh, yes, sir. And, Great and talking, uh, man. yeah, Jay Farrow, everyone. See Jay, it's spinning golden theaters everywhere on March 31st. Of course, hear Jay on Sirius XM's Raw Dog. That's yeah. Channel 99 and Pandora's yeah. Today's Comedy Radio. He's always featured on there. See his nine inch penis, ladies. If you're lucky <laughs> enough to get a date. <laughs> well, well, it will be on stage in Texas, and uh, I would just go over and uh, kind of say, "Hey, just, Jay, what's just happening?" Talk to his penis. Yes. <laughs> my, my, I have. I got credit on the black market. My dick is on the black market. There we go. There Absolutely. It's on the black market, baby. That's it. Well, uh, thanks, it's Jay. Been Great a to talk to you. A lot of fun talking to you and watching Absolutely. you has been wonderful. Yeah. Jay oh, Farrell, thank everybody. you, Robin. Thank Thanks, you. Jay. And thank you, Robin. And thank you, Howard. Robin, I hope I get to meet you one day in person. Howard, I oh, hope to see you, you again will. soon, man. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, she wants to try it. She's got to try it. Well, you put now. out that nine <laughs> inches, you know. I don't want to speak for Robin, but I think she would like hey. very much to meet you. I think she hey, can hey. handle it. Oh, hey, Robin, I like goodness. I like cougars, God dang it. I'll, I'll, I'll ruffle oh, them feathers, do. Robin. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> them feathers will... My, my, I have, I got credit on the black market. My dick is on the black market. There we go. Absolutely. It's on the black market, baby. That's it. Well, uh, thanks, Jay. Great to talk to you. It's been a lot of fun talking to you and watching you has been wonderful. Yeah.
Jay Farrell. Thank you, Robin. Thank Thanks, you. And thank you, Robin. Thank you, Howard. Robin, I hope I get to meet you one day in person. Howard, I oh, hope to see you, you will. again soon, man. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, she wants to try it. She's got to try it. Well, you put out that nine <laughs> inches, you know. I don't want to speak for Robin, but I think she would like right. very much to meet you. I think she hey, can handle it. Oh, hey, Robin, I like goodness. I like cougars, God dang it. I'll, I'll, I'll ruffle oh, them feathers, do. Robin. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> them feathers will get ruffled. Don't play around with me now. Hey, I shout out to Patty LaBelle. I've huh? been working with Robin a long time, and I'm telling you right now, I hear in her voice that she has that special voice she puts on when someone is over eight inches. Uh, <laughs> it's a very soft tone. It's it's really crazy. But uh, thanks, Jay. It's like, yeah, like, like yeah. Oh, hi, Jay. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind I'm Howard and his problems. Yeah. <laughs> I look, I look forward to it, Robin. I look forward to it. Yeah. Ah, yes. All right. Thanks, Jay. Thanks. Thank you. Jay Farrow, everyone. I'm in that nine-inch penis. God, I'm jealous of <laughs> I love it. What really got me was his Denzel impression. Yes. Because years ago, I saw, this is, you know, in his St. Elsewhere days, uh, Denzel was on Broadway doing a play. And at the very, and this guy took me there on a date. You know, he was going to impress mm. me. We had these great seats to see Denzel Washington on stage. And in, Denzel gets up, takes off these pajamas and is standing there in his underwear. What the and hell? And I was like, what are these people trying to do to me? I'm not <laughs> that far from the stage. All right. <laughs> you could have gotten out of control. Well, good thing you controlled I yourself. I could have lost it. I could have lost right. it. Let's hear one last phone call before we leave you today. Nikki, you're on the air in Virginia. Go ahead. Hey, uh, it's a fake name. <laughs> in case anyone I know is listening, and um, long time, first time, but I had a horrible Ronnie experience where I'm on a Zempic and it makes you constipated. And by Friday, I was like, I feel lethargic. I feel bloated. I feel terrible. I go, I, and then Don and me, I don't think I've shit in a week. So I go, I got to do something. <laughs> so my go to is normally an enema. Try two of them. Nothing, not a thing. And I go, oh my God. And I can feel it in there, right? So I go, I go, I don't want to have to dig it out. So I said, all right, plan B, and don't tell anyone I did this, but I, I'm anally masturbated with one of those big, thick curling irons because it's, oh. it's a good size. It'll stretch it out. And wow. I figure maybe it'll loosen it up in there. Nothing. Um, and then I go, all right, I'm, I'm desperate. I've got to get this thing out. I'm definitely not going to the doctor for that. Like, I'm not going to the ER because that's embarrassing. So I tried. Like, I put baggies on my hands because I don't want to touch it, and I put lube on there. And while I was straining, I tried to get my fingers up. I don't know how Ronnie did it. My fingers are not long enough. Like, I couldn't even get to the point where I felt it. So I go, that's not working. So I suffered all night long. I bought Duralex. I bought a suppository. That didn't help. Um, so I still, Jeez. like, little by little stuff's coming up. But whatever the big thing is in there, it's not going. Ooh. And I swear to God, you guys talked on the air one time about some sort of pill you guys took where it, like, just goes in your stomach and blows it up in, like, little pieces. Uh, so let me ask you a couple it. of questions. Uh, how many fingers did you have up your ass at one point? <laughs> And did you get the whole two. hand in there? I mean, that's, all I can, two. that's all I can fit in there is two. And you had so much duty, you, you, you try to pick out the duty with your fingers? 
Yeah, I tried to pull Ronnie. I go, it worked for Ronnie. Ronnie was able to get in there and just break it up. And when you Google it, they go, you the took, doctor has to manually do it. That's what they do. And you drank Ducalax? And you can't... No, it's, that, it's the little... It's the pill, I think. It's Ducal... It's yeah. the stool softener, and, right? And you still didn't oh, shit? okay. No. No, it's still in there. Like, every once in a while, a, a, like, a side one will come out, like a small one. But I go, that big one's still in there. I can feel it. I tried another enema yesterday. Didn't work. Yikes. Well, you know what? I want to thank you, Nikki, because uh, next time I bang my wife, I'm going to think about your story when I don't want to come <laughs> too did. fast. You know what I mean? Uh, I've never heard of anybody uh, masturbating with a curling iron in their ass. So, uh, Robin, <laughs> you're looking at a man who's tried everything. Uh, don't embarrass me. Well, think of the big round ones. It's the shape of a really good sized cock. Well, if, I, listen. Forever. If what you tell him, I mean, I got to figure that duty's got to come out eventually. I mean, uh, my God, what, you know, I mean, uh, Ronnie, you had this same problem. It was like you didn't shit for how long before you got that turd out of your ass? Uh, it was only a couple of days, but it was so like hardened up that it wouldn't come out. So what happened was I would just, I got, I had, I got into a, I was in a lot of pain. Tons of like really bad, and yeah. I couldn't take the pain anymore. And I was, I broke out into a sweat, and it was, it was really bad. And I just, I got desperate, and I just stuck my whole, much as my hand in there as I could, and started scooping out. And then it all just fucking hard enough to get your fingers in there. How many fingers did you use, Ron? Uh it it was like three at least. Oh. And when you scooped out, in other words, you got some out, and then all of a sudden it came, it came pouring out once you, once no, you kind of no, like. It didn't come, yeah, you had to get it to a point where it wasn't bit as big. A, it was like a solid piece, so the solid piece wouldn't come out. It was just too big to get out of. And so as I dug it out, as it got smaller, then finally I was able to shit the panel, you know, like, like really shit. I mean, now, um, you tried the suppositories too, right? Who me? Yeah, I no. thought you would use suppos. What did you try? No, I didn't use it. I didn't use anything because Ronnie, wow. Ronnie, got, Ronnie went right to just putting his hand in there and digging it out. Because <laughs> what ha what happened was, Robin, I didn't realize until I was in so much pain that it was so jammed up in there. Uh, so I had what? no time for any of that shit. I was in so much pain, I had to get it out. I thought Ladies I was going to pass out. Welcome to Compacted Feces Roundtable with uh, <laughs> yeah. Ronnie Mund and Nikki. Well, um, you know, you got to get your hand up in there and pull that shit out. Otherwise, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be, in, you're going to be in so much pain. Today is to go to the gym and run. Maybe that. Oh, help. that'll help. No. You know, running Long does. Running will. Um, I feel if you run enough <laughs> and drink a lot. Of out. Try drinking a lot of water too. And take a couple of Metamucil crackers. That's what I eat. Or I'm telling you. Kibia, that yogurt used to make me pretty regular. I thought maybe I'll buy some of that today, too. By the way, Ronnie, what position were you in when you dug the feces out of your asshole? Maybe that would help her. Yeah. Uh, I was sitting on the toilet, basically, and I had my hand, my asshole spread open as far as I could get it and, and stuck my hand oh. in there and just pulled it out. You sit on the toilet, and how do you get you? I mean... I would think if you bent over, like uh, stood up and dug your and put your foot well, on I the sink. That, I did that. I did that also. But I had what, like one at one point, they had one foot up on the toilet seat, <laughs> and, 
it, it, it was bad, man. It was it, it wow. was an experience. Believe me, yeah, it Jesus. sounds like. Well, what if was, she was to like eat some food? Wouldn't that push out the duty? No, that's see, that's the problem. She's so bound up in there; it's it it makes it worse. Well, and that's the problem with the Ozempic. Like, I'm not hungry, and it, and it just and it moves your digestion slower, so it just sits in there forever, and it ultimately I'm not thirsty. Oh. So I haven't been drinking enough water. Let me ask Doctor now, since he deals with this. Doctor now, what should she do? She's sitting there; she's uncomfortable. Uh, what do you recommend, if you don't mind answering our question? How y'all doing? You need to stop eating the fat. You can probably eat big cheeseburger, big Mac, McDonald's pizza. It's like a fat burg stuck in your belly. Why you did? You need to eat fiber. You need to eat um, things that are better. Ozempic. You need a diet. You need a diet plan. You, what's ridiculous? What's going on with you? You have a brick of shit. In your ass, it's not normal. <laughs> it's true. Well, Doctor, now she... fiber. Like you're not hungry, so like you eat. Like I think yesterday I had yogurt for breakfast and an apple for lunch and an acai bowl for dinner, and that's it. You're, you're you enough. have There's a no boulder of shit in your stomach. You say you're not hungry? Bullshit! What are you eating? Make that. <laughs> you eat everything you see. <laughs> you're like Pac-Man. Then it's big. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, are you hot, Nikki? Excuse diet. me, uh, Doctor. Now, for one second, Nikki, are you hot? Or uh, I mean, I'm trying to picture what it's like uh, with you and your ass. And sort of. So, for my age, I am because I'm thinking about retiring early and doing uh, an OnlyFans page. Because how old are you? 55. Send me some pictures. Fifty-five. <laughs> Fifty-five. No. So I was never a huge. Yeah. Like I started Ozempic at one thirty-four. I'm at one twenty-four. I'm five foot two, but I got two really huge fake boobs. Hmm. And All I right, go to the gym doc- four days a week. So I mean, I'm I'm working on it. I'm trying to get back you know, to my bodybuilder shape. Get her on so my. So what do you were a bodybuilder? Jitties. On that OnlyFans page, Jitties. will you pull out your shit? Because I'd probably want to see that. <laughs> well, as I was huddled over the toilet trying to do that. I'm a freak. Saturday night, I go, I wish people would pay uh, Here's Andrew. He's a doctor. What can she do, doc? And then I got to get out of here. Let the doc have his word. Hey, Howard, thanks for taking my call. First of all, really? Do you think she's hot? I mean, you have to ask five, two, fake boobs. How much do you weigh, sweetie? I'm at 124 now. Hmm. I mean, it's still like I want to go 10, 10 pounds lighter. All right. You take out that shit, you're going to be 10 pounds lighter. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> that could Dr. Be is exactly right. you, you got to start eating. I mean, it, everybody's looking for answers in a bottle. Listen, it's lifestyle, honey. you got to drink water. That's right. You've got to eat dietary fiber. Do the work. Car- cut up. Hold up, doctor. No. <laughs> Two um, doctors. Cut up, some, cut up some carrots. Cut up some celery. Wash them off. Put them in a bowl in the fridge. Let me tell you something. This doctor is telling you the, the truth. What is Nikki. he talking about? He's right. The right. He's well, right. You were, in, you were in worse shape. You couldn't put anything else in. She <laughs> needs some fiber. No, you should, the doctor's what saying long term. Howard, yeah, what Howard do you, hold on. Uh, what have you been eating? Give, tell, give, tell Howard what you've eaten in the last 24 hours. No bullshit. Look, just, we're all here. You know, just to be honest. No, I mean, I, I, I used to be a bodybuilder, so I know how to eat. The problem is I'm not eating. What did you eat, the doctor asked you? What did you eat? 
Okay, Are you so, eating? So this morning I had half an apple and most of an English muffin. Bullshit. And that'll sustain me sometimes. <laughs> Howard, Howard, I, I see patients all day, okay? You know, 300 pounds, 400 pounds. I've worked, I've worked on an Indian reservation. And, you know, people coming in three, you know, 300 pounds, 400 pounds, you know, you ask them what they're eating, and they tell you the same thing. You know, right. and an apple and English muffin, yeah, exactly. a cracker, <laughs> they have little half beads of bread, yeah. ball bullshit. If you're, I'm not, I'm not if you're really, like I'm one twenty four. Right. All right. Listen, doctor, yeah, you're right. speaking the truth. In other words, what doctor, what, what doctor Howard, Andrew is saying? Y- yes. Yeah. Listen, I, I'm actually a. Um, I'm a uh, PA, like uh, um, like your daughter's an NP. You know, like I'm okay. a, a I'm a P, I'm a PA, and I worked in an emergency. I've worked in an emergency room for fourteen, fifteen years. I was, uh, you know, I'm originally from uh, New York. I was, you know, long time listener. I uh, I was so excited, you know, when you started talking about your daughter is, you know, pursuing a uh, degree as a nurse practitioner. It's, you know, it's really it's a wonderful pursuit. We live in a fucked up country. The healthcare system in this country, it, we should be embarrassed that, uh, you know, we're right. people. Are you yeah, so okay. Thanks, Howard. All right. Thanks, Later. Andrew. No, I no, give I you agree the, with him. I need more water. Guy's going into a whole wondered, speech. Yeah. yeah, I wondered if he actually prescribes Ozampic to people to try. I, I'm shocked that you were only 134 pounds and somebody gave you Ozampic to lose weight. Are you kidding? The doctors are loving to sell it. They don't hand it you got to do the work. Forget Ozempic, and you don't get out of your ass. You go find construction worker with jackhammer going to take care of that for you. All right, Samantha, so you're on funny. the air in New York. Go ahead. All right, so two things here. I have a nursing background. If um, she is this constipated and she's done all of these measures and she is still not going to the bathroom, honey, you need to go to the hospital. You probably have a fecal impaction, and that can cause a whole host of issues where you get a fistula into, like, your mm. vagina. You don't, you don't want this. You need to go to the hospital. Um, I'm not playing. I'm not trying to, like, overly be dramatic, but it's not a joke. Like, you need to go to the hospital and have that removed. So if um, she goes, what are they going to do? Stick, out like, a prong up her ass and pull that out like, a, like ice tongs? <laughs> they basically manually will break it up but they have like a, a, a metal instrument that they use. They'll obviously numb her wow. and her out. Um, but then the second thing is everyone's talking about diet and all this stuff. There is a pill you can take. It's called Linzest. And if you take that once a day, I know GI doctors that prescribe it before colonoscopies. It'll clear you out. You're going to go literally an hour after you take that pill every day. You'll know exactly what it looks like. It doesn't matter what your diet is. It's literally made for idiopathic constipation. Why All right, thanks, Samantha. What are you prescribe me next? Because I go see the doc that gave it to me on Wednesday, and when I mention uh, it to him, I imagine right, well, listen to me. Are you willing to wait till Wednesday? Listen I don't to me, prescribe guys. you a stick of dynamite you stick <laughs> up there to blow up your asshole. All right, listen to me, guys. Nikki, I think Samantha speaks the truth. You might be in a bad situation. Go to the, go to a, a, a doc, go to the hospital, go somewhere and, and get sounds that shit like out of your Sounds like they put rest. you to sleep and get it out of you. So yeah, that yeah. sounds good, right? Uh, well, they better because I don't want to be awake when they pull that shit out of my ass. <laughs> I'd, I'd be embarrassed. Like yeah. All right, Nikki, let us know how it goes. Okay. All right. All thank right, you. I, I, I do see Mr. Clock on the wall saying, Howard, it's time for you to go. Uh, <laughs> you can't help any more people, Howard. It's time for you to go. 
Yeah, you know, there's only so much Howard to go around. <laughs> uh, but Howard will be here tomorrow. And Howard, by the way, speaking of medical stuff, Dr. Egg is going to come in and tell us some interesting shit about. He wrote Yay! a book. Turns out there's some wacky stuff like 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 elephants don't get cancer, and they're trying to figure out why. So we don't have to get that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I love that, it. It's a whole book about yeah. studying animals and finding out what's going on with them, and then attempting to figure out how to apply that to humans. That's right, Robin. Doctor Agus, Doctor Agus, Doctor Agus, tomorrow. Then on Wednesday. I don't want Sal to have an orgasm on on air, but Kiss. Oh we'll be here, the goodness. whole band, and the guys are going to do a couple of songs, and we're going to talk to Kiss. Full makeup, by the way. Um, so looking forward to that. There you go. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Bye.